so, Katie, I just caught you yawning. Yeah. Sorry, uh-huh. right. I just gave an hour-long talk. Woo! Bite me. Where'd you? Uh, where were you talking today, Katie? Oshkosh Bagosh, man. Oshkosh Bagosh. I didn't know that was a town. I didn't either. When I was a kid, I thought it was clothing for kids. I mean, it was. And Not it that actually, I wore it. It is made in Oshkosh, Wisconsin. No kidding. Yes. Huh. Oshkosh what were the odds? Bagosh. <laughs> <laughs> but I loved those overalls, man. Oshkosh Bagosh was my jam. Um, but it's just funny because I was kind of excited to go there and then we didn't get to. We're supposed to, it's... Uh, Gosh darn it. Welcome to episode something something of something, opinions that does something something. Something opinions. that doesn't matter. <laughs> bow, 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 bow. How's everyone Katie? doing? Oh. Hi. I jumped ahead I'm of the program. I'm Katie. And you are? Talking over you. It's okay. I've My name is Sean Talks Over Katie, unfortunately. <laughs> That'll be your lower third. Yeah. <clears throat> How's but it yes, going? It's, it's good. I'm a little tired and I'm really looking forward to vacation. Ah, yes. Um, Not to just start things out, just... As it turns out, California is on lockdown again. Lockdown. Full lockdown. Oh, full? We're like stay-home order? That's what... Oh, no. Not okay. not full, full. Okay. Quarter full? I think we're purple. Purple, pink... Depends on how you mix your drink. Exactly. Oh, my God. No, that's the thing that's so fucking confusing, is like, I have... I can't tell you how many times my phone actually knows now, because as soon as I put how, or... Not, I don't think it's how. I think I'm like is and it's like california in lockdown i just google it and then it takes me to like ca.gov uh and they call it the blueprint for safety or some fucking shit like that here's meanwhile gavin newsom's at some big party oh he he just is like the evil he he's like batman like i feel like his voice is like i'm a bad man from a bad movie yeah, he's a, a villain. Bad script for sure. He's I mean, he may be a nice person, but he see, he comes across as a villain. And his the mannerisms, back hair, and the mm-hmm. yeah, something about him so greasy. Oh that, wait, he's a politician. Oh snap! There are nice politicians out there, I'm sure, and they're fighting the good fight. Yeah, but yeah, we yeah, are yeah. on um, some sort of lockdown. I can't figure out exactly what they are suggesting. I suspect. Do you want me to tell you? I read it. I suspect mm-hmm. okay. that the same person who writes the parking meter signs in Los Angeles mm, is writing, writing mm-hmm. the code. Um, yeah. On a Tuesday between five and six, you can't cough unless it's a vampire cough and you're wearing purple socks. If you are parked in a green zone. And wearing a blue mask. Yeah. Then you can go into the hospital, but you can't talk to anyone. Mm. Now, if you're wearing yes. a mask on a plane and you fart, who smelt it? Whoever dealt it. Exactly. <laughs> it's true, though. It's ridiculous. It's I have no idea. True. I have to read it. But the way they even break it down is ridiculous. Like, for instance, it breaks it down in alphabetical order of what the thing is. So, like, let's say A is automobile repair, right? So you start with those things. Okay, those are open with restrictions, it'll say. Open with restrictions. But then you get down to, like, things that you're actually concerned with because you you don't know if they're open. And that's, like, restaurants, beauty parlors, nail salons, um, you know, I don't even know, doctor's offices, things like that. But it had places of worship as one topic, and it said closed other than outdoor with precautions, whatever. Mm-hmm. I knew that. But then below places of worship, then he's going down, it had synagogues, it had mosques, it had churches. And I was so like, depending on what religion you are, you had different openings? They were all the same, but oh, okay. it wouldn't just be places of worship. Like, why do yeah. we have churches, synagogues, mosques, and places of worship? Why not just lump it all together? Are people going to get offended? Places of worship? I'm sorry, I'm not sure if my religion is re- represented Wait, in what you're shutting down. I, I only worship in barns, so where's the barn worship? Yeah. 
like instead of saying all hail satan what we say at mine is Mm. all hail stan Mm. and you know so we're a little bit more tolerant i need it to i need i am a snowflake and i need them to identify my snowflake and tell me whether it's open or not Anyway, it was really, and I think they probably did it for that reason. So people couldn't say like, wait, but I am in this religion. It was crazy. But in California, schools are closed unless you're, and I could be wrong. You might know different, but what I read the other morning was unless your county has a less than, is it 3% or something increase? I I don't know. know. I don't fucking know. (sighs) But not that it changes anything for us. Well, we came out of the cannon with a bang on this one. But it just happened. And everybody, like, I was just talking to Christoph the other day, a wonderful member of our community in Austria, and they are on full lockdown. For a reason. I mean, we're trying to slow down, you know, some, but. But things are, you know, so, mm-hmm. I'm so excited. I've been in the, the dumps, generally speaking, about been COVID. in the dumps? Yeah. Um, womp, womp. Mm-hmm. But I saw something on the news today, which I thought was fantastic. Yes. Tell us. Uh, I saw many things, actually. Some good news. Boo, 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 boo. Some good news today. Here's what was happening. Mm-hmm. I saw a press conference from the White House, and yes. it had uh, Dr. Scooby-Doo. Yeah, Scooby-Doo, and they Perfect. unmasked the villain. Perfect. My favorite kind he of press I, conference. I would get away with it if it wasn't for you <laughs> for darn you kids. darn kids. Okay, sorry, but for reals. God, that's actually a really <laughs> good episode. <laughs> Quick. It's <laughs> Fauci. An animator. Yeah. No. Uh, so Fauci was at the podium. Um, Dr. Burks? Dr. Burks. I didn't catch her. Did she have her. a scarf? Oh, guaranteed she had Love a scarf. scarves. All hail the queen of scarves, mm-hmm. right? Best yeah. scarves ever. Is that an Escada scarf? Oh, actually, you know, it's... It's uh, a Hermes. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Oh, it's a Burberry. So um, she was there. The whole gang, right? Hey, hey, the gang's all here? Yeah. The scientists, the people you're supposed to trust, uh, as well as a general from the army who looked very general-like with all I his I think I've regalia. seen that guy before. He's the one that Trump toted out to be like, this is the man that's going to disseminate the vaccine when we have it ready. Yeah. From Project He Warp is definitely Speed. a logistics, <laughs> somewhat of a cartoon character of, you know, Americana, which I, hey. Yeah, I appreciate it. I do too. Someone who is going to get shit done. Mm-hmm. This guy instilled confidence. So that yep. was great. The components that I saw on the, just to make this quick. Yes. Um, Fauci was very interesting. He said, listen, we are extremely confident about a vaccine, mm-hmm. not uh, therapeutics, but a vaccine. We have the Pfizer and Moderna vaccines that are coming out very soon. The stage that they're in is that they've been tested uh, internally by the pharmaceutical corporations. Yeah, as they did their tests and stuff. Yeah, and the data that they have, now whether this is true or not, is 97 point something percent efficacy. Both of them scored in Crazy. that. Yes, because Fauci said that the measles vaccine that we operate under globally yeah, I had my, my measles, mumps, and rebellion, my MMR shot as a kid. Ooh, measles, mumps, rebellion, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I never knew what rebella was, though. Is that like rubber, like your... Rebellia. Rebellia. Like, I'm rebel. Ah, yes. Like, fuck you. So he <laughs> said that... Um, I'm look it up. I don't know what it is. That the measles vaccine that we have is 98%. So we're like right on the doorstep of what is a very good... Rubella uh, is German measles, or three-day measles, oh. an infection caused by the rubella virus. They okay. were lederhosen and... They, and they boom, go bump, 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 and then they drink beer out of steins. Yes, correct. I dig it. <laughs> but they uh, also have bumps. Mm-hmm. No, yeah. Measles. Okay. So Fauci yes. uh, so we is extremely confident that vaccine. the vaccine... So I'm not going to get into it, the yeah. politics, because some people may not like this idea, but uh, 
the idea that a vaccine is coming sooner rather than later, that the next step is they send it out to be um, approved by the FDA. By the FDA because it's already been independently. Yeah, by a third party, an outside review yep. process. Yep. So the next stage is the FDA. If they uh, say yes. Good. And they they have a hundred million vials, like the the bottles. They have the ready to go. The delivery mechanism. That's well, what the that army will be like, doing. I'm here. It sounds like send it out. Oh my gosh, we don't have one. We have possibly two, maybe even more down the road. There could be There's six. Two more. There could that be twenty. Are, yeah, that are in the from around the world. It looks like after a hellacious ten months, mm-hmm. the you know you just have to say wow, people are amazing that we came together as a society. They put egos aside, scientists, they mm-hmm. work together. It looks like we have, you know, the, there's light at the end of the tunnel. Um, yes. But what <laughs> Fauci said, and I'll, mm-hmm. I'll get off the topic after this, is just because the cavalry is coming doesn't mean you put down your guns and stop fighting. Yeah. So the cavalry isn't here yet. Yeah, that you got to still fight. It's like we, we all ran to, you know, the end of the, the race, and then you sit down like on the right last five minutes. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> you round that last corner and you see the finish line. You're like, ah, I'm going to have eh, a nap. I'm going to take my mask off. <laughs> Fuck it. I'm going to Thanksgiving. You know, like oh, we I'm have free. to hold it together for just. Yeah, a, hold it together, people. Now you may be watching or listening and saying, Sean doesn't know anything about this. And the truth is I don't, but I have hope. Yes. And I haven't felt hopeful in like 10 months about, you know, what we're going through. I, yeah. I've been kind of. Some may say a Debbie Downer. <laughs> well, and I have trouble with you too because, yeah, because you are a downer about it sometimes. I'm just like, I don't want to talk about it anymore. I don't know. But anyway, so I'm really excited. Uh, and it, it sounds like we're really in good shape. Yes. UPS, FedEx, everyone's on board. What does that mean? Uh, oh, to deliver it. So oh. it's part, that's how the military <laughs> is going like, to deliver it. Wait, now we're talking about mail? I'm so confused. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah. with that said, though, I've been no. dreaming about going out to eat. <gasps> a nice meal. I know I could speak your language. Yeah. Talk about talk about that nice meal. Yeah. Whether it's Italian, whether it's uh Ooh, Italian. some Argentinian restaurant. Maybe it's uh Ingo's one of our favorite. A Polish place. restaurant. <gasps> Warzawa. Oh no, it's solidarity now. Yeah, it is. It used to be Warzawa. Amazing food. Super good. I just I want to go out to eat in a in a funky restaurant or in a fancy restaurant or in a just go a out dive. to eat. I want to go out to eat. Yeah. <gasps> we get that cherry queso again. Yeah. Ooh. Ooh, cherry, cherry yum, queso. Yum, 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 yum. Katie, why do restaurants in Los Angeles, um, I'm sure this all, this happens in New York as well, but anywhere where you have a hip restaurant scene, suddenly they start removing the vowels from the names. Or it, they add punctuation like town period in, in T, New York. T apostrophe O-N. Back in the day there was, and even on Sex and City she mentions it. And then when I went to New York, not long after Sex and City ended, I went to town period. Oh. Nice. Yeah, there's punctuation this in your restaurant. This must be great exclamation point. That's Apple what she says. Bees. No. Apple Bays. <laughs> just change the E to an A. Apple Bays. Or E-Y, Bay. Oh, um, yeah. yeah, I mean, I think it's, it's marketing. It has nothing to do with the, the actual food or the restaurant at all. It's marketing. You want it to look cool. You want people to talk about it. Like Jelena, GJ is a weird name. Uh, Justa, you know, they have all these. And it's just. Stick. Oh, STK. Yeah. yeah. Is that stick or is that steak? It's, it's STK. That's how you're supposed to say it. Oh, really? Yeah. But they're a steakhouse. So oh. it's like steak. Okay, good. Because I was, I didn't want to go you, and have bark. You know, you knew it wasn't. It's not a very good joke. He's there's been using a, that joke forever, you guys. There's a restaurant, though, that showed up on my um, Instagram or maybe, okay. I don't know, some, some, some social, social feed. They really have me pegged, you know? 
they're the algorithms are getting so good that mm-hmm. I just I want to hang out more and more on these devices. But that's the point. I know. That's why you gotta cut the cord, man. Just take a break. One of them was called Squirrel S Q I R L, and I was like, I, Yeah, it's in LA. Oh, you know of it? I've eaten there. Oh, there's no U. It's squir- no. Yeah. What are they? Are they selling like squirrel meat? What no, they the have name? amazing ricotta and homemade jam toast that you buy mm. like a big it's great for brunch and they also have these like brunch bowls where it'll have like hash browns on top of the hash browns are like eggs and you know sausage and hot sauce it's very good Ooh. yeah they have french <sighs> toast they do all sorts of yummy things when are we gonna go out and eat babe once it's safe i know the vaccine's coming yeah you know yeah. so like fauci said if you have a dream you just gotta if wait you... for the cavalry <laughs> but in the meantime you don't put your guns down you keep fighting and when the cavalry shows up, in this case, the vaccine. Which, when do they think it will get approved? Because can't it take the FDA like a few weeks? It typically takes the FDA a ton of time. I don't know if that's a year well, or no, six the, months. I know that Trump uh, allows them to like rush something. I remember, remember they need to like lower the FDA something, yeah, something. All hands on fucking deck. Yeah. We have a vaccine potential. So everyone needs to show up. All, but the FDA has to read. It's like thousands of pages. Yeah. And there's, mm-hmm. it's the FDA plus some sort of uh, board mm-hmm. that is uh, external mm-hmm. from the um, yeah to from uh, the FDA. I think it's just balance for bias scientists. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and so I mean, I better not hear that they're like the Senate where they go home. You know? Oh God! You yeah. better be reading Sorry, that paperwork. We're, we Thanksgiving's next week, so like we're yeah. gonna fuck right off. We'll be back. We'll be Why back. does our government do that? I'm like, we pay you guys a shit ton of money, or you embezzle or like misfund a lot of money. So like. Fucking work, at least. Who, me? No, this government. Oh. The Senate. <laughs> I got nervous. <laughs> yeah, right. Congress and Senate. Yeah. They're so fucking lazy. They're interesting people. Lazy. Um, yeah. Can't get their shit together to give people some monies. Yeah. Here, lazy. My notes say, mm-hmm. squirrel, uh, are you advocating eating them? The restaurant. Then the next line says, who eats squirrels? You may ask yourself. And that leads into my next story. <laughs> Such a smooth transition. I'll read off the paper. It Mm -hmm, says, mm -hmm. Tiny Owl Rescued from Rockefeller Center Christmas Tree that Traveled 170 Miles to New York City. Oh, wow. And then he came through the Lincoln Tunnel. So, Poor little baby squirrel. If anyone knows or or is not aware, Rockefeller Center in New York City, every year they put up a giant Christmas tree. Which they showed the photo of it the other day and it was so funny because if you don't understand, so Sean and I went to, we were in New York Around this time. Yeah. And the tree was almost up. It was going to be like revealed in like th- uh, five days or something. And so we saw it when it had scaffolding. So for those of you who don't understand trees, you can't just like cut a huge tree like that down, load it in a truck and not have branches break off because it's a fucking tree. Hot tip. Make sure that the uh, tip of the tree is pointed into the wind because if you do it the other way, the just branches break them all off. <laughs> Remember when they put that on our car the wrong way? Yeah. It was only like. A few blocks from our house, we were like, we'll just go really slow. But the guy put it on backwards. I know. I, like, I didn't I didn't want to tell him. I didn't buddy. either because I was like, he hey, know. he's doing his best. Yeah. Um, We made it. It was fine. We was going really slow. But I was like, we, like, He gave us the slow. thumbs up. You know what he also did? When he wrapped the twine over the tree, he wrapped it through our windows. Yes, we couldn't roll our windows. No, we couldn't open the doors. Oh, yeah, because they were closed. We had to climb. Yeah, it was a disaster. <laughs> I was like, this guy. But I really like those people. That's the the store up the street, and they do everything from ink toner cartridges. They're so resourceful to beer. They're they're like a good bodega. They got some snacks. Yeah, 
And then they sold Christmas trees. They mm-hmm. did live scan. Yeah. They were taking your photos yeah, and your, your fingerprints, fingerprints, which I'm sure they're just getting your ID to sell your ID to someone else. But No, they don't seem very shady. They just seem really resourceful. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, they used to sell Christmas trees. And then that big one opened up. And so they, they shut down. They stopped doing that because yeah. it's like next door. Okay. So Rockefeller Square yes. has this giant tree. Yes. And they put the... So once they get it there, then they put the branches back into it, which sounds as bad as it is it's just like them putting the tree back together like all frankenstein like and then they make it look nice dress it up and get it ready that's just how it is there's no other way to get that large of a tree into the city they spray paint it green i've seen this before as well they they do everything it's it's a very it's like you know that friend of yours that's really high maintenance that has fake eyelashes and fake fingernails and a big push-up bra and it puts a lot of effort into the makeup and the hair to look just right for the party. Joe Tolly. They get that tree. That tree is Joe Tolly, and they get her looking tight. <laughs> and then people get disappointed with the fact that it takes that process yeah. to get her looking nice. And so they posted a photo. It's almost like um, if someone passes away, because mm. that tree passed away in upstate New York. Sure, they cut it down. And then they drove it 170 miles down the freeway yeah. with a little baby owl living in it. They drove it to New York and then they put the corpse of a tree on display for Pretty everyone much. to see. And people get so Because excited. you're in a city with giant tall buildings. There's no trees, no. just concrete and steel. There are some trees, but not And then like this that. giant tree and they put it like in its death pose. Ugh, it's all weak. They spray paint it okay, green. Okay, okay, it's too much. It's too far. But so they do all this shit to make her look just right for the big reveal when they light her up with all the lights. But anyway, they show this photo Rockefeller Center. You can go onto Instagram, Rockefeller Center, or you can show it on here. And it's like, it's beginning to look a lot like Christmas and the tree is going up and you see that it has like no branches on that side because they should have taken the photo from Kind of like me if you look at the top of my they, head. But they should have t- taken it from the other side because I'm sure that side had more branches or like, I don't know. Anyway, they show that photo in the comments. I was howling. Yeah. It was like, wow, 2020 just keeps getting better. And then people were like, is this the Charlie Brown tree? People were like, where are the rest of his, his like branches? Anyway, it looked so sad. It really looked sad. And I was like, why would you show that photo? I don't it's know. It's not very smart. Anyway. So squirrel uh, yes. tree. So owl. Oh. So did they get the owl out? See, and take word association. Mm-hmm. So check this out. They find an owl in the tree. I'm going to read you just a little bit more more. from the story. Mm -hmm. I'll leave the link in the description so people can read it themselves because it's moments like this that kind of just, they warm me up, baby. You Mm -hmm. know, they make me feel good about life. And Mm -hmm. Okay. A tiny owl rescued from Rockefeller Center Christmas tree that traveled 170 miles to New York City. The Ravensbeard Wildlife Center said the Sawit, that's the name of the, the type of owl. Oh, sawit? Yeah, it's a sawit or sawet uh-huh. owl. Cute. Was rescued after the 75-foot Norway spruce was cut down in upstate New York. The Ravensbeard Wildlife Center said the bird was rescued after the spruce uh, traveled 175 miles okay, or 170 miles yourself. to New York. Uh-huh. So, yeah, I'm repeating myself. I'm sorry. That's okay. Um, did they find him? Yeah, so they, 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 they found him? the mouse. Did or, they take him back out? Do you want me to read it? No, no. <laughs> I just think it's amazing that this little owl made this journey in the tr- in the tree for 170 miles and then showed up in New York. He was like, bright lights, big city. I know. You just Come on, have- let's go to a Broadway show. And they were like, Broadway's close. I'm sorry. <laughs> he was like, God damn it. Yeah. This year was going to be my year. Yeah. But was- they, um, 
It was pretty interesting. It looked like a baby owl, though. It's I a see. micro owl. It's it's a weird species. Are they small in general? It's literally, it looks like as big as a, a man's fist. Wow. So they thought it was a baby owl. But, but it's a full-grown. It's a full-grown owl. and I wonder why it didn't, when they cut it down, it, it wasn't like, my house is erupting. It's probably sleeping with, it off. You know, maybe. A little eggnog, a little bird it just, dog. It just seems crazy, but he had to be is like. Is eggnog cannibalism if you're a bird? I mean, it depends on what kind of bird. Those are chicken eggs. Uh, it's, yeah, I guess so. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't like it, but you know, but that's, that's interesting. When asked so, for uh, mm-hmm. a comment, the owl said, start spreading the who's i'm flying today this little town bird has made it <laughs> to who york let's eat <laughs> got lots of mice to eat yeah. rats really giant fucking rats and that <laughs> put, owl was put like, him in the sewer or my, put him in the, the subway i mean my dreams have come true you know <laughs> imagine a little tiny baby owl from the woods of new york gets to new york the big city. He's like, I heard about this. I'm going to eat a big mouse. When I get there, I'm going to have a good meal. Just like you and I talking about a meal. Mm-hmm. I'm going to have a good meal. And oh my gets God. There. Remember that good meal we had in New York when we were there last at the catch, the steakhouse? I think we're allowed to talk about this on the, uh, yeah. We can talk about catch. Why not? Uh, well, no, it was a perk. So you did a speaking engagement. I gave a spe- yeah. And they, they allowed us to go get a meal and they paid for it and it was nice. Yeah. They, they, they take care of your, your daily, uh, whatever and they were very nice about it and said go to this restaurant mm-hmm. and enjoy yourself and it was amazing oh my god i've never I, we were like so i felt so fancy yeah so fancy wonderful it was wonderful that was very nice of them and it was delicious delicious <sighs> but yeah um that little owl is very cute and i'm gonna have to look him up yeah I'll put he's a city bird there. now yeah he's not moving home he's like are you kidding me i finally broke i free. made the news my mom had been holding me and i didn't want to be there first day in the city i made the news Right, it's all uphill from there. Seriously, yeah. it's fifteen minutes. Um, did they take him back though? I'd assume, right? He needs to go back to his area. No, he flew away. No, fell into the Hudson about five minutes later. The winds were strong. <laughs> did Did they tell me that what happened? No, he he's fine. Um, he was a little dehydrated. If you read the article, they say they nursed him back a little bit. Um, I don't know if they're going to return him or not. I'd assume they should, like, unless he's hurt. Like, he's fine. He just went on a trip. I would be pissed if I fell asleep after having a little bird nog. Someone tore my house off the ground, drove me a hundred. Stole my house with yeah. me in it. Yeah, and I wake up after the bird nog. And you open your blinds, and you're like, "Fuck, this is not. Where am I? What's happening?" That's like uh, Dorothy, you know, getting ripped up in her little house uh, and being taken to Oz. Yeah, it's true. the same thing. It's true. Poor but little birdie. The, yeah. This owls, one got weird, didn't owls it? Owls are so cool, though. Owls are beautiful. They are. I follow owls on Instagram. He really does, you guys. He really does. Absolutely find them fascinating. Because they're birds of prey, right? Yes. But they're also birds of beauty. Well, and the, the fact that they have so many feathers for silence, like, so, yeah. that, so their prey doesn't hear them coming, is fucking creepy and cool. Because they, like, they'll do slow-mo with the sound on where their wings come out, and it's like, like, you don't even hear it. Fucking crazy. Yeah, it's like a silencer on a gun, mm-hmm. but on a bird. It's a bird but on silencer. A bird of prey. Yeah. 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 Crazy. Okay. But, Moving on. Sure. What do you got going on? Katie? I have a question for you. Uh oh. As a person who's from Canada and just not from the States, and all of you out there who are not from the States, or my people from the States, can you weigh in on this? Why do people from other countries other than the US always know the celebrities that are from the place that they're from and they take so much pride in claiming them? even when it's not relevant. 
I assume this has something to do with the fact that since we've met every time there's something Canadian that I feel that you should know about, Mm -hmm. uh, when it shows up in the news Mm -hmm. or a painting or your music, yeah. Mm -hmm. And if they happen or a comedian Mm -hmm. or a Mm -hmm. poet or a movie star or uh, a boat builder or an athlete, uh, I do enjoy letting you know, Hey, that person's Canadian. Cause um, I get a stipend from the Canadian government. Uh, but you don't hear me ever saying, you know, they're from the States. Yeah. No, I know. But <laughs> that's because we live in the States. So it'd be weird if you said, hey, you know that person? I'd be like, yeah, Katie. But even when it, it I don't think that has any, it's a weird thing that you do. And yeah. I've heard other people do it too. Other people from other countries do yes, it Yes, well, well, to claim their people. And I find it so funny you got to claim your people katie that's that's one of the things bizarre christian roner would often say you know that guy's from somewhere and i wouldn't listen to the rest (laughs) (laughs) probably said they're from switzerland Uh, you know what's the best is when people confuse switzerland and sweden and he would have to correct them all the time because i've done that before but everyone's home country has gaffes that other washington it's not dc fuckers if you want a dc say dc i shouldn't have to say state you should say dc you get so gangster about it. I get very frustrated. It's funny how people like their identity. Because when I came to school, I had no idea. When I came to Pepperdine, I remember people be like, oh, where are you from? I was like, oh, Washington. They're like, cool. I'm from, I'm from Boston. You're not that far. I'm from Virginia. And I was like, I'm on the other side of the country, idiot. Mm. I didn't say DC, idiot. I'm talking like Dwight now. West of the Mississippi doesn't actually exist for a lot of people. Uh, <laughs> they don't really care about it. But see, I didn't care about the East Coast. Who goes to, you know. Why would I want to go to D.C.? Hang out with some greasy politician? We can't talk like that because you're going to start an East Coast, West Coast beef. It don't matter. Yeah. No, but it was just one of those things that I didn't think was an issue. Having been, you know, spending time in Washington, Oregon, even British Columbia, Washington was Washington. And then I came to school and I was like, "Mm mm-mm. Our buddy Todd Corderaro once Mm -hmm. said to me, "Uh, you're not the first person to try and push the tragically hip on me. Said, if you know a Canadian, I said, well, you've you, heard of the tragically. Hit. I didn't know you knew any other Canadians. He goes, oh, a couple. And, um, mm-hmm. you know, yep. each mm-hmm. of you have shown me, you know, the same album cover. And I'm, I'm not like, interested. Ah. It's just funny. It is funny. You, you feel like you're an ambassador for your brand. You know, when you're, when you're out of sorts, not out of sorts, when you're out of your um, I mean, I don't know what pool. it's like to be out of my country. Yeah, but being were, out of my state, I don't feel like I need to claim people from Washington. Like when we went to the... Um, the EMP, the Educational Music Music blah, blah, Educational Music Project, I think is what it stands for. It's a big museum. It's beautiful. It's a it's a cool thing. If you ever get a Seattle. chance to anyone out there listening, um, this is one of the the great museums in the United States for and two who reasons. Who owns it? Uh, it's it that is really, really... Balmer, Steve Balmer. Okay. From Microsoft. Yeah, is the it, I was like, founder, it's a yes. or not founder, but co-founder. <laughs> yes. It was Steve Jobs and not Steve Jobs. Sorry, uh, Balmer. Bill uh, Gates there and uh, Balmer. They were the original, I think. I don't know. Yeah, but I knew it was tech money. I just couldn't remember who. But anyway, they put together this musical museum of people who are from the Northwest. I don't know if it's just Washington State. So the the main collection, what they wanted to do, I think, from touring it and seeing, excuse me, um, they wanted to gather and house and protect the collection of anyone who came from the Pacific Northwest. So you had bands. We all know them. there are a lot Certainly, that I didn't know. The grunge scene is yeah, the probably gr- what grunge was so popular. Yeah, so you, especially in my era. 
they have so <laughs> much uh, mm-hmm. material there, which is really fantastic. Like everything from Nickelback to, um, they're Canadian, by the way. They're not grunge. <laughs> oh, you claimed them, even though it's <laughs> I'm Nickelback. Just I'm not a fan of I'm uh, Nickelback. I'm so impressed. Yeah, I am not a fan. Michael Bublé? They're, yeah, he's, he's grunge. He's... Michael Bublé. Where is he from? Where is he from? I don't know. Uh, probably Ontario somewhere. He's Canadian. Yeah. See, I know be. these things I because know. I've heard. <laughs> I don't know where he's from. I because I I really don't care. But it's funny. It's just facts that flit around your head. But, but I am I know. the Cliff Clavin of but Canada? Maybe. But Gosh, what I was gonna it. say, what I was gonna say is that when you go to the EMP, I learned there were so many mus- musicians and musical acts in general bands that were from the Pacific Northwest that I had zero idea that were from the Pacific Northwest. Yeah, totally. Um, first of all, <clears throat> this may make me sound ignorant because I love music, mm-hmm. but Jimi Hendrix, I didn't know was from Seattle, Washington, or from the Washington state yes, areas. I didn't know that either until we went there. <laughs> Amazing collection they have. And you see, it's one thing to grow up listening to Hendrix. Um, like he, He's etched on everyone's brain. Well, everybody knows Anyone him. Anyone in yeah. the world. Much like Bob Marley, you hear, and like they had some of his guitars three, and stuff there, which was they really had everything. Cool. They really had cool. handwritten notes mm-hmm. from uh, from Hendrix, I think, to his father when he mm-hmm. was in the war. He was sending letters back. I don't know if a lot of people know that, but he was he was in the Vietnam War, I believe, as uh, an airman or a, a paratrooper or something like that. Dude, those, <laughs> uh, I don't know. I didn't even know he was from my area. But then they also had a special exhibit when we were there that was like Hawaiian. It was all from Hawaii. Remember all the different instruments and stuff, mm-hmm. which was very cool. And check this out. Okay. <laughs> Not a lot of people know that I'm a big fan of Sir Mix-a-Lot. I don't, I didn't think that you were. Anyways, he's from uh, Washington State. He is. And, uh, <laughs> and his stuff is enshrined there as well. Mm-hmm. And I was actually really excited to see it. And I'm not joking, by the way. I'm it's like, totally right. Isn't Hart from there? Uh, or is that Canadian? No, I think that's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, there were a lot that I didn't know. <laughs> But it was fantastic to see. Like, it's a really good collection. Yeah. Balmer or whoever who did the EMP did a great job really protecting, I'm going to say, and archiving and mm-hmm. being able, and showing it to people. And also they have all these musical instruments that you can play. Yeah, it's and, very interactive for kids and for adults too. It's not just children, but like you can play instruments and they'll, like you can learn what a producer does, like poke some buttons and then like make the music do something different. It, it's really cool. And it's science meets music. And it's and, right next to the Science Center, mm-hmm. the Pacific Science Center. Also. Which you go to, if you grow up in Washington State, or at least what, where I did, you go there for like a school trip. But the EMP wasn't built yet when I was a kid. And now I know when it was built, which was like, I don't even know, like maybe in 2003 or something. I don't even know. Like, I don't know. It's beautiful. It was, but it's expensive. people bring school, students there. Schools go for like a, you know, yeah. an outing. I mean, expensive as architecture goes, not not for the the schools and whatnot. It's a learning center. Yes, it's really learning, and it's not very expensive. No. And I think they offer it to to schools for free, but for us, I want to say it was like twenty five bucks or thirty bucks. Something. Yeah. So I remember seeing the Hendrix exhibit and being like, "This is crazy." I'm actually seeing this man's handwriting. Mm-hmm. I don't know why, but I thought that was just wild. Very cool. And then you see all you know some clothing that the man would you know that he lived in different eras of his life. It's all there. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we leave, and I'm, my mind is deep into the, you know, remin- not reminiscing, but just feeling like, oh, this is a sense of history. It's like looking at Chopin's outfits, or you know what I mean? Like, this is a real. Well, it's just cool. It, it's a very, they do a great job of it, and it's very cool to see. But the reason I even brought wait, up the wait. EMP. Oh, yeah, go ahead. Is um, Sean loves to talk about this stuff. So I probably shouldn't have brought it up. But 
I uh, the reason I brought up the EMP is because I didn't know those people were from my area, and I've never claimed Jimi Hendrix. People bring up like you know he's from Washington State. Damn straight. Like I don't do that. But you, I forget what we were watching the other day. That's why I made that note. I said something about some actor, some news. Per- I don't even know. And you're William like, Shatner. you know, they're from Ca- Canada. Maybe I don't even know. Yeah. You're like they're Canadian, and I was like, I didn't ask. Frankly, my dear, I don't give a damn. I'm just kidding. <laughs> but it's a funny thing. Yeah. Do anybody, like, do people do that in Europe? Like, if you're from Austria and you find yourself in Amsterdam and someone brings up someone who's German, are you like, you know, dead German? <laughs> <laughs> I tried to put on my best Jurgen for that. It's very good. Yeah. It's very good. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. It's the way it goes. It's the way, it's the way she, she goes. goes it's the way she goes. Yeah. Okay. So that was my note. Well, it's a good note, you and I'll. I I know that that happens, and I apologize. No, but I was I wasn't upset about it. I was no, more curious as to why. Like, what is it? Like, why do you need to tell someone? In the United States, you have like so many different. Uh, the gene pool is very very diverse. Well, yeah, because I mean, arguably Canada would be as well, just because of immigration and. And people coming over, like my family came from, my dad's side's from Poland. Yeah. And my mom's side's from like Wales and stuff. But if you take like a country, let's say like North Korea, mm-hmm. North Korea is never going to uh, amount to a hill of beans because they don't um, oh, yeah, there's no mixing allow a mixing no, of ideas. Yeah. They don't allow a mixing of uh, human genes. Yeah. And um, cultures, right? Cultures. It, it turns out the coolest stuff. We're so like much- Tex-Mex, for instance. <laughs> If you don't understand Tex-Mex, you are a racist, then, all right? This is the best food ever. If you haven't had queso, yeah. get on that. A wet burrito? It's the best. <laughs> the best burrito. Uh, no, but you know, like yeah. that's why North Korea sucks. Because you can't, not everyone can play They're in the pool at the same time. now, like they tried to shut down the, the interview. Was yeah. that the movie? The oh, interview? it's such a good movie. So fun. Oh my God. Does that uh, make me gay, Dave? I like a blended margarita. Did your dad tell you that? Did your dad tell don't, that? Ooh, I mean, it's so. <laughs> oh, oh man! If I was a supreme leader, I would have just laughed. I'd been like, "They got that pretty good. They, pretty right." I am a a, a chubby man who loves you know blended he, margaritas. He went after that film. I know they he like, went after Sony. They went after Studios. Sony, like tried to take them down, and they released it anyways. And I was like, "Yeah, stick it to the man." Oh, Even petty dictators! Man, I know. Petty, but anyways, petty dictators. You still didn't answer my question. Oh. Why do you feel the need to to oh. identify a Canadian? I think it's important. Uh, so the United States has had so many achievements. Mm-hmm. And coming from another country, like I'm, I'm living here, and uh, <clears throat> it's important to say we did it too. We have some greatness. Uh, check this out. It's really great. And not only that, but they can compete at your level. They're competing in your market and they're winning. But we never said they couldn't. No, That's I know. That's a funny thing. But I'm, I'm, like, prou- I'm proud of those who, who have come out of the Canadian market. And if they're successful, it doesn't matter if it's the United States or wherever. Like if I was in uh, Sweden and there were Canadians doing well there, I'd be like, you know that dude who uh, wrote uh, Jingle Bells? He's Canadian. I <laughs> just claim all sorts of Sean shit. just makes up stuff. No, but, but it's just funny because I don't know... I try to put myself in that position like, oh, if I was, let's say we're living in Brazil. Yeah. And somebody's like. Do you think the Brazilians are like, do you know what we invented? You're like, uh, Caipirinhas, uh, the Brazilian those, wax job. <laughs> no, I don't think they invented that. 
Maybe. That's like when someone but says those, those Canadian cheese, bacon. Those cheese ball rolls that they have there are delicious. Oh. I forget what they're called. It starts with a C. Anyway. No, but I was just thinking like, okay, if we if we lived in another country, like Italy or something, would I feel the need for speed? No, I'm just kidding. But like if somebody was like, man, Brad Pitt was so good in that. I just can't see myself being like, you know, he's an American. No, because everyone knows who the Americans <laughs> They'd are. They'd be like, shut up, you cocky asshole. Like, who cares? But not that I feel that way when you say it's a Canadian, but sometimes I'm just like, I don't care. Yeah. I love you. But most of the time I already know. Do you know I Love You We've, was first written by a Canadian? We've been together for, what did we decide the other days? Like 12 years? Yeah. So I already know. Okay. Chances are we've already had this conversation. And I know Shania Twain's from Toronto, or not Toronto, out in the middle of nowhere, outside of Ontario, but she's Canadian. You know, it's funny, uh, everyone being from different places. Mm-hmm. And I knew Michael Buble, and I know. If you ever talk to somebody and they go like this, and they say, where oh. are you from? Or I'm from here. You're from Michigan. You're a Michiganer. You're a Michiganer. Michiganer. Are you over here? Yeah, exactly. Oh. Did, they, you go to, did you go to University of Michigan down here by he, them? Here's the other thing. Mm-hmm. They'll tell you. You're using the wrong hand. Uh-huh. Because I think it's this one. <laughs> I don't know. It's the, I think it's your right hand. Yeah. But, also, if but, you want to really drive them crazy, do it on the back <laughs> of your hand and hold it kind of sideways. <laughs> <laughs> you will make someone's head from Michigan explode because- so for Tom those, just, Tom yeah. just from Michigan. But also Larry's brother lives in Michigan. Where? Show me on the- I don't know. I think it's down here. I think he's like there by the thumb pad. If you're just listening or not watching on YouTube, basically uh, what happens in- Michigan looks kind of like your palm. A mitten. A mitten. And so when people talk about Michigan and people say like, oh, where are you from? They'll, without realizing it, raise their hand up to show you the the bottom of their their hand, their palm, and they'll point and be like, I'm from here. And they'll name it. Oh. Like, oh, I'm not from, I'm not far from there. They might even point, point again. I'm from there. Oh, it's funny. There are three accents in North America that baffle me. Okay. Michiganers? Nope. Uh, Tom just does not have a Michiganer. Upper accent. Peninsula, Michigan. That's well, they're the like weird. Canadian. Well, kind of, but it's strange. Also, I think they should secede and join Team Canada because- We have to go into Canada for some of that stuff to get into yeah, America, which those is Those people are cut off with the, um, the COVID uh, shutdown of the border. They're in a lot of trouble up there. It's not good for their community. From what I've heard, they I could be wrong. They should be helping them. They Come should be. Uh, sometimes small like towns Puerto get Rico left behind. and stuff where I'm like, hey, they're kind of part of us. So like, we should probably help them out, dudes. Yeah, we should. Anyway. Um, okay. So there's yes. the Upper Peninsula accent. Mm-hmm. There's the Newfoundland accent. Newfies? Newfs are great. Oh, the Newfs. I love them. Oh, Some of the best people in the world. Chris- the Christmas stuff. Okay, continue. All right. And then Newfies have some of my favorite Christian tradition or Christian Christmas traditions. The craziest accent, I think. Mm-hmm. The award for. Okay. <laughs> and the award goes to you. are just watching. He's holding up my Louisiana French people who oh, uh, Creole. don't speak French. Creole. I'd like to, you know, <laughs> I feel Jesus don't up give, in this chili tonight. Don't give them my my award, and you twisted her. Oh. It's the Kenyan's Choice Award. But listen, Excellence. that is the craziest, craziest accent ever. They, yes. The alligator uh, people, the... Um, oh, you're talking like TV when they do the, the, the come around here and I'm going to... Oh, I'm going to hunt in there. Yeah, that. What, are going to get I down the boat and they go down that elevator <laughs> and you go hunt me. Hold still. Yeah, he's coming. <laughs> I don't know if that's anything to do with 
Creole or speaking French. Da, 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 da. The boat's gibbering at it. I think we got a like, little ripple in the water. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. I got about 30 of them coming in. Have, has anybody watched the show that we're talking about? What is the show <laughs> even called? I they hunt know. alligators, I think, don't is it they? Crocodiles, alligators. I don't know the difference, by the way. I know one has know, a short nose, one's in salt water. Yeah, there's a difference, but I don't know either. But there, there are these shows. It's like moonshiners. There are these television shows on on TV that no one should watch because they're terrible, but they're ridiculous and hilarious. And you learn about a very strange, quote unquote, culture in the United States that is fascinating. And Louisiana has, first of all, I've only been in New Orleans or New Orleans, and I loved New Orleans. New Orleans and people were so nice. And if I just, uh huh, but I loved it. And I also thought the French was interesting. I didn't go. We didn't go together. I had to go for work years ago. But I people were so nice, and the food was so good. It's an I, amazing culture. I loved it. But the, the anyway. French culture, <laughs> I, I absolutely have fallen in love. Being a an Anglophone with a a Francophone portion of my family, mm-hmm. and having traveled far away from from Quebec, you know, like where I grew up, I have such a great uh, uh, empathy. And 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 I have an interesting perspective of Quebec, and as well in reading about it over the last, let's say, uh, thirty-five years of my life. You know, mm-hmm. um, it's really an amazing culture. When the French come to North America, it's kind of the unsung story and how they made it across. Uh, well, people United don't States realize how many different French areas there are, like Louisiana. Is very much has like a French influence, since hence the Florida, the Florida Lee. Yeah, Napoleon really uh, screwed the pooch when he. Well, it was good for the United States, but Louisiana Purchase was was a pretty solid deal for the the American uh, Empire. Well, to, like being on the water and all that. Yeah, right? and not only that like for shipping, but buying Alaska from the Russians. That was a great move. Yeah, I can't believe they got that for a song and a dance. You imagine that president having to do a song and a dance to get it, mm-hmm. but. Like, it was worth so much money. It's mm-hmm. amazing. Well, the oil and the fish should have been Canada's, but it's really in Canada. It's really strange. My dad used to work a Just lot saying. up in Alaska, and I'd never been. I've never been. But. Yeah, but going back to uh, Louisiana and yes. and the and the the people are wonderful, right? It's a real warm culture, but it's mm-hmm. it's kind of like this forgotten French province, which is pretty wild because Quebec is a French forgotten province to a certain extent, like. Well, yeah, but people of other French areas, like Haitians, for yeah. instance, who, if you guys don't know, in Haiti, they speak French. Some of them speak French to most. They all do. All do? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I didn't know if on it was On the other there. side of the island, it's Spanish, but um, on their side of the island, it's French. Is that true? Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. So, a lot of Haitians will move to Quebec. Absolutely. Or to Louisiana, because they speak. Yeah. I mean, listen, if you want to, uh, if you if you want to leave a very bad country, mm-hmm. Haiti's in a lot of trouble, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't want to live there. I'm sure it's nice to visit, but yeah. Um, but they bring it, it's interesting because you go to places where you can already speak the language and bring their food and culture, and it's wonderful. Yeah, um, you had a lot of Haitian friends. I did. I, mm-hmm. I actually have some really fun Haitian friends. And anyways, it's it's very interesting. But it is very interesting, and I I I love Louisiana for that. But the language and the dialect is some going to New Orleans. Yeah, easy peasy lemon squeezy, but wherever like. The moonshiner type population of people on that reality TV show. I, oh, that's I not, didn't encounter those people. Those and that's are not French. Uh, that's that's just, like the Ozarks. So it's further up the Appalachians. Oh, is it? Yeah. Um, that's kind of where uh, Jules is from. Jules Kentucky? Is a, yeah, like the moonshiners, you know, the Ozarks. No, how dare you? 
Jules, yeah. Is that? She's from Kentucky. She is, but she's from um, West Virginia. Fayetteville. Oh, really? Yeah, I think that's where it is. There you go. There's another French name. Is that right? Am I? I don't know if that's right. I might you know, be wrong. Uh, General Fayette. I think I'm I think wrong was, about uh, what, where she's I from. <laughs> I got to look up. But anyway, but yeah, this so thing's gone off the rails. It's baby. It's gone We're, off the rails. Oh well. Anyways, I I guess I'd like to sum that up with um, mm-hmm. I make fun of the French accent down there, but at the same time, I'm actually I, I'm enamored by it, knowing that there's like these pockets of francophone cultures, whether they they don't have all their words anymore, much like myself. Uh, or it, it's just like there, there's remnants of different styles of cooking. They're Acadians, I think. Yeah. Um, but or Acadians, I don't. Know. I don't know. Uh, that would be for you, you know. Yeah. You to tell me. Well, but I just I appreciate that they're there, and I'd love to go visit. I would really love to be able to take uh, a month or two and hit the southern United States. I know we wanted to do that road trip before. Yeah. And we never, we I, never did. You know, like to to really get into these towns and and not see it through a Netflix She's from TV Lexington. Sh- oh, I was incorrect. Lexington, <laughs> but like to see these towns to to really, you know, see see the the communities for what they are. Mm-hmm. Um, I just think there's so much gold in the United States based on culture, and and when we we see the ridiculous stuff on online on Twitter on CNN on Fox or whatever you're whatever you're looking at. To actually get out and see communities and like have a fucking meal in someone's restaurant. Well, that's why I was excited to go to Oshkosh. Oshkosh Bagosh. I don't know. I'm like, are we going to have, what do they eat up there? I don't know. There's a ton of Swedes in like the Midwest. Yeah. Because I know, is it, I don't know if it's Wisconsin or if it's uh, Minnesota. Minnesota. All that area. Minnesotans have a lot of the Swedish food and stuff. But either way. It's also the dairy area. You're in the dairy belt, as they call it. They don't. But I was just excited to see a different part of the country because I'd never been like, we don't go to the Midwest very often. I've and been it's to Chicago. Sad. That's about as like Midwest as it's gotten. Yeah. I, I think that those smaller, you know, uh, smaller cities are like sometimes second size or second tier, maybe third tier size cities uh, in terms mm-hmm. of population. Mm-hmm. You, they get overlooked. And it's a shame because in the top tier cities, what we often have been doing for like, let's say the last 20, 30 years, maybe mm-hmm. 40 years, is we're just playing SimCity. We're like duplicating every 10 blocks. A duplicator. It's, it's a duplicator. It's like, oh, I'm going to put down another Costco. I'm going to put down another Starbucks. I'm going to put down another I Blockbuster. Know. But it's every 30 blocks. And it all looks the same. Replicates itself. So every neighborhood has all the same amenities. But what you end up doing is is shitting the bed as a culture because- I pay, I pay extra money to get venison in a restaurant, but yet venison is something that people in the countryside are, are relying on. I grew up, it was like we couldn't afford to buy stuff at the store, so my dad would go hunting. Yeah. And, and so That's how you, he fed the family. It's wonderful, though, like, this, like understanding the food chain and not yeah. being disconnected. I think that's why you're having city flight, not necessarily because it's of COVID. also COVID, too, though, because it, it removed all the reasons that you pay so much to live in a city. Like we would even argue that because our apartment was just the place that we lived in, but we really, the city was our backyard. Like we would wander about and we would pop into stores and restaurants and little shops and pick up food. And you know what I mean? Like, uh, like the other day we went to Bay Cities Deli and got some sandwiches. Cause if you know, you know, this place is amazing, but it's an Italian deli and it's also a grocery store and it has such cool stuff, like things you don't find in regular grocery stores. 
And so we popped in and wandered around and it was it was nice. It was like our first real outing. They're purveyors of uh, small smaller batches or brands that you just don't get that don't get picked up by the big box chain yeah. rest or uh, stores like Ralph's doesn't carry, you know, uh, or smoked cockles. It's like a type of a little, not even a fish. You'd call it like a. I think a cockle is like, like a, a little muscle. It's a bivalve like maybe or something that something. like attaches itself to a rock or something. Remember when we were in Paris and we had like, it wasn't mussels. It was, they were cold. They served them cold. Those were cockles. Was it? Co oh yeah. Cause remember I was like, I asked you what it was and you were like, I think, I think you, I think you asked the guy like, is this this? Cause I think that's what it is. And he was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. God, I felt like such a fat pig. <laughs> so we go over there and we're, we're like just gorging ourselves and it was wonderful to do so and the weather was amazing it was like 75 yeah. it was beautiful and we walk around all day so much so that by the time we'd be headed back i'd be like i can't walk anymore. yeah i can't walk anymore what a beautiful city to walk in it was I wonderful mean, it was and one we stayed, weird neighborhood to the next what was the neighborhood that we were in because we were up on the hill montmartre oh yeah montmartre yeah but anyway you have to walk you walk down towards the river scene that runs through Paris. And then, so you have to walk up a hill home. Which, it was wonderful it was beautiful. though. beautiful. I can't wait to go back. I, I totally would have rented an apartment there for like six months. And I fell in love with you again there. Like, I fall in love with you a lot. You just don't know because I'm grumpy. But like, I'm like, <laughs> mm, she took the trash out. I love her. Mm. <laughs> but Paris was special. <laughs> and I like traveling with special. you. You know, I love traveling with you too. <laughs> She looked, took the trash out. I did that this morning. You're welcome. I know. No, I'm just, I'm saying I fall in love with you for big things, little things. Mm -hmm. doesn't have to be, you know, the uh, Mercedes SL 500 uh, in uh, Nobody Blue. falls in love for that. <laughs> What's the deal with those stupid commercials for, from car companies where they wrap a bow around a Lexus and leave it in your driveway? I, I mean, I'm sure there is a certain echelon of people. You let us know. Are you one of them? <laughs> Do you buy cars as a gift? Because, okay, first of all, we bought our Mazda and we'd never owned a new car, either of us. No, I'm 45. I felt I, I'm so bougie. Never owned a new car. I'm always like, can I pay for it out of pocket? Well, also we, we've, yeah. Can I get a loan like from, from a, an individual that I yes. know or a, yep. a, I never buy brand new. It's always a used vehicle. Yeah. Um, so we'd never owned a new car i was let's say 35 at the time 36 at the time and you you know like we'd never owned a new car I'm 63 <laughs> anyway <laughs> um so i don't ever anticipate there being a time in our life when i would expect or even ask or this would even be a thing that you would think we could afford or want to do to buy me a car or us a car i guess for christmas like a car is a big purchase and it's something that you kind of like talk about. You talk about together and mm. figure it out and then you go and do your research and then you find the right, you know what I mean? Like it's a thing that you don't do like that, like as a gift. Well, what do you do next Christmas? You know, so you got to make sure that it's going to be my last Christmas. You're like, <laughs> you know, Sean, you're looking pretty shitty. <laughs> I got you that Ferrari. Your heart's been. <laughs> Let's ride. And I mean, we Right off I don't think distance. that's ever gonna. I'm sorry. I don't think we're gonna make that kind of money, baby. But if if I'm old and tired, and we and can we still can take out it? a loan, if the banks will, I'm not taking a loan for. I'll rent it for a few days for you. You know who's laughing is the person who, when they pass away, they're they're not laughing, but 
Because they're dead. You kind of win <laughs> if you have like $600,000 out in credit. You know, like. You're like, sayonara, bitches. I ain't paying that. But you got to feel <laughs> bad for the. <laughs> you flutter up to the afterlife. You're like, bye-bye, Amex. No. It's terrible. It's, it's irresponsible. <laughs> but I don't understand why car companies do this around the holidays. Because they pretend that people like put bows on them and give them to their spouses as a gift. And it's almost always, you guys, a husband and wife gift. And mo usually it's like, I guess they've done more where the wife gets the husband the car. But either way, I'm like, if I'm sorry, if you make a purchase for that amount and I'm not actually part of that purchase, I'm going to fucking lose my mind. My phone vibrates for anything over $3.75. <laughs> Uh, it looks like we have uh, some major transaction on your account, Mr. St. Louis. Would you like us right? to stun gun them? Seriously. Well, that's what saved me. Go ahead. Me. I authorize that stun gun action. Remember when my wallet got stolen at my yoga studio and I was sad? Oh, but That was awful. It wasn't really my wallet, but they got in and tried to use one of my credit cards and I was afraid they'd used all. I think they still only tried to use that one. We talked about that in the podcast. We did. It was Katie got robbed and Sean got mm -hmm. uh, oh, diarrhea or something. It was, he got sick. Yeah. I think. Yeah. <laughs> I remember that. Anyway, when that happened, um, the reason that I knew is because any charges over like $50 or something are like pinged in my phone. And it tells me like, boop, is this you? And now anything, any charges come through because it's like, hey, because it's set up, you know, it's the way that I've set it up to be safe. But it's just funny because that person tried to use Lyft also. Anyway, it's just one of those things where like, if you'd made a purchase of, of like, $80,000. It's almost like always Mercedes, Lexus. Maybe it's because those kinds of people who buy cars like that have fucking crazy amounts of loot. Some people have money that we can't comprehend just because. But like, I can't imagine you making that big of a purchase, even if we were rolling in it and not wanting to consult each other about that financial decision. However, if you're watching this or listening to this somewhere. And uh, you have that kind of loot. Perhaps you're. Feel free to send us a car yeah, with a bow on it. We will review it on this show. I will say thank you. Uh, we'll write your name on the uh, the on windows the with yeah it'll yeah. be great yeah. um, sponsored by you know so if you send us Dave. a Lambo thanks Dave instance, thanks yeah. Dave or uh, you know Mr Yakamoto or, or Mrs Susie uh, Albin Sharif or whoever you are I I will accept this gift from you and I will drive it very why does it have to be that what I don't know I'm just shooting the breeze here. <laughs> Trying to make friends on the airwaves. On the airwaves. Anyways, <sighs> that always gets me every year because I'm like, who even does that? Who? So if you're one of those people, let me know how that worked and how that how that happened. Because until last year, we'd only bought used cars for like, I don't think the most I ever spent on a car was like $7,000, <laughs> which is still uh, a lot of money. I went, I think, 15000 for a pickup truck. Oh, your pickup, uh, your yep. F 150. And my parents helped me uh, with that. They, they financed me, which was amazing. So I didn't actually have any interest. It was very nice of them to do that. Uh, sadly, also, you got it from the lady that you worked with that had a crush on you. Yeah. Well, they <laughs> they bought her, her husband got a Hummer, an eight, pardon me, <laughs> uh, an H2 when it first came out, bright yellow. And uh, oh, God. Yeah, I just but he had up a, in my mouth. He had a beautiful Ford F 150. Beautiful black. It was That's my what I, met, I really wanted that car for like almost uh, a decade. I kept seeing it. And I thought this thing's wonderful, like that type of vehicle. It's like my papa's truck. Yeah. But Sally, a drunk girl, drove into it and busted it up. Yeah. Um, In an old Mercedes. 
Some girl, that's a crazy story. It is a crazy story. Have I we told it? I don't think we have. I woke up and went to go to work in the morning uh, here in Santa Monica. And and of all the days, you you guys, it was one of those days, because I used to be a sales rep. For those of you who don't know, I was in sales for a short period of time. And that was the day my manager was with me. So I couldn't come home to rescue Sean. Like uh, he had to take a taxi. Because I don't even know if Lyft existed back no, then. No, no, it didn't. <laughs> Nothing existed. So the dark ages, a this horse is, and buggy showed this up. This is way, in the, way back in the day, but. I think we just moved here yeah. into this apartment and I was broke because therapists don't get paid shit when you don't have your license yet. And I was making like $12 an hour. So, Oh yeah. You were getting your hours. And so they, that's such doing, a hustle. Your, your sports. It's or, your my sports. sports. <laughs> what the fuck was that? You didn't even give a talk today. Get your brain in I know. it. Come on. No, but it was, people don't realize like if you're out there and I don't mean to deter anybody because if you want to be a therapist, I think everybody should. But it's hard. And if your schooling costs you anything, think, think twice or get a, get a better job, you know? Like, because I, I was a waitress, then I was a sales rep, then I was a sales rep, and I worked on the weekends. Like, it's just too much. It's, it's crazy. What do you think about student loans and um, the, the talk about forgiveness with mm. student loans? Because I know, so... Uh, we paid ours off, you guys. We we are debt free. We had two different situations. I went through uh, a little bit of schooling, uh, <laughs> but I had a bursary. The government gave me some money, and I I studied for like like a year and a half or something. Mm-hmm. And then after that, my father paid for uh, me to go to film school in New York, and that was really. Oh, I didn't cool. know your dad paid for that. Yeah, he he financed my adventures in New York for. Uh, but you want to go to school. film school? That's yeah, it was awesome. a trade school. Well, yes, cool. but it's still film school. That like it's expensive, my... and I I really uh, appreciated that because it it was kind of like him sending me out of the yeah, nest, like, you know, uh-huh. like like good luck. You've because got this. well, yeah. Before that, we were working with the Chinese, mm-hmm. which was very interesting. The Chinese Communist Party in uh, mainland China, but that's a story for another day. Katie. Selling them uh, equipment for asphalt machinery. Yeah. But anyways, so um, what are my thoughts on student loans? Yeah. Um, where, where do you see, uh, so I walked without having student loans because mm-hmm. my dad paid for school. Mm-hmm. The government also had paid for a bursary. You, on the other hand, went through the, the complete opposite, which was, uh, this American, I don't know if it happens in other countries where they finance you. Like you, you basically. I don't know if it does either. Cause even Joanna from Australia, she said that they take, you take out a loan. You do take out a loan, but it's from the government at a very low interest rate and you don't have, it's like until you make a certain amount of money, you don't have to pay on it, I think. Imagine that. You guys let us know because she told me about it and I was like, well, that makes sense. But, um, and ours doesn't make any sense, but I don't, I have a tough time because it's complicated like any system. You can't just like forgiveness, forgive everything, you know, because that money has to come from somewhere. And because I worked really hard and we worked really hard to pay mine off, like you guys, I'm talking as my mom would say, steal from Peter to pay Paul. That's what she always says when she's yeah, we paying things off. Take money from one little <laughs> coffee can and, and push. And we just paid and paid and paid and paid and paid. And then um, anyway, paid it off. Yay. I'm very proud about uh, of that. You know, like. Yeah, being debt free is pretty fucking crazy. And I thought I'd want to like party, but I was just tired. <laughs> <laughs> and then I die. And then all that work. But like, you know, the, the book and, you know, uh, different little brand deals here and there. We just scrounged and scrape and paid it off. And so part of me, because I was able to do that, which I know is a privilege, 
and a luxury in and of itself. But I also work like we work really hard. It took two of us a decade to pay off your student loan. Yeah. And remember when I remember I was so broke when I got that sales rep job is because I was like working all these jobs at the hospital and the eating disorder treatment center and I couldn't afford it. Like I was fucking broke as shit. I'm going to tell you something. Mm -hmm. Sean Nichols, one night we're having a couple of beers at... uh, Patsy's? Yeah. Yeah. Having a couple of beers. That's where I met Sean. And I was totally head over heels for you. No. So Is this good. when we first started dating? No, and no, You were no, like, you're... she's broke, dude. She's so in debt and student loans. <laughs> he, he mentioned it. He said, uh, what's, what's the financial situation with that girl? And I said, I don't know. You and he said, it. you should find out if you're head over heels for somebody because- I could have she... had credit card debt or something. I didn't, but But I he had said that. He loan. goes, and it was, it was such an eye-opener- and I think that when you oh, I fall, love Nichols. He's like, he's, he's, he's pragmatic legit. sometimes, you know, <laughs> he's a good friend. He is. But it's very uh, important <laughs> to, to, to know if you're, you're, you're fiscally yoked or, mm-hmm. you know, um, and if not, like how well, that we, could have been super stressful for you, you know, I it, mean, my it was loans. stressful for both of us. Yeah, um, I wasn't making stressful. a lot of money. You paid for our wedding uh, mm-hmm. all the way through. And I was, I was trying to figure out my stuff. Like, being yeah. a filmmaker is not an easy or smart path. Uh, maybe it is now if you're into TikTok. If you're, <laughs> if you're hitting I just, TikTok home runs. Well, you guys happened to come into doing what you were doing at a time when it was moving into digital, which is a tough transition. It was a massive disruption from mm-hmm. what we learned. Which you were was, in a disruption, a, a field that was disrupted. Yeah, it was crazy. Mm-hmm. Technology mm-hmm. rippled through. And I think this happened with a ton of people. Oh, a bunch of different things, right? It's not even just, you know, you guys as filmmakers. But a ton of industries it were disrupted. It took the piss out of the budgets. Yeah. Budgets on industrials, although some of them did really well as well. I'm not going to say that. It doesn't matter. Did uh, you ever ask me about my finance? I don't remember you even asking Oh, me. I did. Oh. I, but I did it sneakily. I was like, hey, uh, you know, do, do you, I think it was about credit cards. Mm. Because at the time, so if you don't know, but when you come to the United States, if you don't have uh, a lot of money. Uh, you have to build credit, right? Yeah, like my mom gave me a credit card when I went to college, to yeah. school, so that I could start building my credit. Right, and when I got my green card, it was time to build credit. Mm-hmm. But how do you build credit as a... Because uh, your parents couldn't co-sign like mine did, I guess, or... No, no, I wanted to do it as myself. Like, I'm gonna, I've come well, to no, this country... no, but that country. helps you build... So my mom gave me a credit card with her. She was co-signed onto it so I could get oh. the credit card. And then you put money on you to pay it off, and you leave a little balance here and there and gotcha. to build it. Or at least that was what my mama had told me. What I did is I took, or I, I just paid want, for your I wanted to do the basics because I already could pay my bills. Mm-hmm. It was fine. But I, I was like a freshly minted American yeah, illegal brand resident. Yeah, new American. Or, sorry, legal resident. <laughs> but you're, you're uh, a landed immigrant. You're a uh, green card holder yeah. trying to build a new life. Yeah. So I said, okay, well, I, I'll take out a credit card. Mm-hmm. They said, we can't give you a credit card. Because you don't have any credit. You don't have any credit. It's just as bad as having bad credit. They told me I was like a 17-year-old, but mm-hmm. I wasn't. I was older. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I had to give them money. Mm-hmm. They held my money, and every month I spent against that money. It was, like, it was like a debit card, but they were calling it credit so you could build it. Yep. Uh, and I did that. You had for, When I met you. Yeah, for quite some time. And I, I was very uh, smart about it. And what happened is that I came out at a certain point in my life exactly the same spot as a lot of people who At like are americans yeah. no they were the same age as me but they had gone through school 
they were just getting their financial feet, mm. like a lot mm -hmm. of professionals. Getting their shit together, right? Yeah, because it takes us a while to be adults and to grow. How, and to grow. How long does it take a doctor to pay off his bills? Granted, when he pays off his bills, his monthly nut is a lot bigger. He makes more. Yeah, because I'd asked uh, Joanna about PJ. Yeah. Her husband's a psychiatrist that I, I, you know, we're friends with them and he'd paid his off. I think it took him like six years or something. But again, medical school costs more, but also they make more. Yep. And that's the thing about being a therapist that nobody tells you is that you don't make money, really. Like it's a pyramid, uh, <laughs> a Ponzi scheme that you're you're involved. And that's in. why when people, a lot of people I was going to school with, and I was like, I'm stopping at my master's. People were continuing on to get their PhD or their PsyD. And sure, if my parents were paying for it, I, I would have totally done it, and I could be like Dr. Morton. People sometimes still think I'm a, a doctor, and I'm like, I don't have my PhD, no, um, and I'm not a medical doctor. But uh, because I was paying for it, the <laughs> the amount that you make more every year is like four thousand dollars or something and i was like that doesn't even make any sense for me no and i think these uh institutions sell you um letters basically mm -hmm. in order for you to and i get it it's a it's an accolade it's mm -hmm. a next level thing but at the same time the the earnings that yeah, come it's not along there. With it, it doesn't make sense it, sh it should be commensurate right and it isn't but i, d I don't even know so so my thoughts about loans wait, wait how did you ask me about my uh, financial situation oh i uh i basically did some uh, snooping on google's no i i asked you uh, i think about how you pay for things like when you go out to eat uh and you were like oh i pay cash and you did oh uh, i uh <laughs> i was like i don't even remember that conversation. i use my debit card debit yeah. card is a better word for for someone who's doing some investigations of people mm. don't say credit card say debit card no but like but that's what i would pay with because i i'm a but i'm a lady on a budget yeah i exactly. just had a shit ton of student loans but if someone is paying on credit <laughs> with everything and you're like you're out having a fancy time all the time yeah and everything's on credit credit cards coming out credit cards coming out but i wasn't very fancy no you did you weren't but i've seen I people eBay, live though a hot baby that's also a sign where you're like, oh, I, I do a lot of shopping on eBay. You're not like at the shopping mall buying new <laughs> no, shit. No. You were like just a. I'm a hunter for the deal. Yeah. You're like a bohemian, uh, like you're going through a thrift store, but the thrift store is, is your oyster. It's eBay. Well, you can find the coolest things. Like just the other day, because uh, I'm getting new headshots taken, I, I felt excited because I got to like spend money on eBay and I, I haven't bought anything this year from eBay. I don't know if you've realized, but where am I going to go? What am I going to do? Do they have a call, uh, COVID policy where they, they spritz down in like? No, no. It's, it's individual people. You just have to let it be in the quarantine. Let it ride. Gotta put all my money put on. Put your money on. No, but, um, but like that uh, Alice and Olivia shirt that I got for $25 that has the elephants on it. Is still one of my favorite shirts of all time. $25. $25. What a steal. It's silk. The only annoying thing is I have to get it dry cleaned. But when you put that shirt on for the first time, I was there. And all I thought to myself was, you're such a baller. <laughs> did not. <laughs> but I do love the. I love a good deal. So yeah, I definitely was not a credit card user. I love how you're able to hunt on, on uh, eBay. I mm -hmm. wish I had these skills because you are a very good. Uh, uh, you have you have style. Um, a lot of people have style. Sometimes I have style. Sometimes I style myself in a bunch of stuff that like is a it's little very similar in color. He'll come out and I'm like, those are like four shades of green, but that's fine because we're at home. But I've I've purchased things for you enough that you have your stuff you want. I had style even before this. Uh, it was called board shorts, oversized t oversized t shirt. 
No, but before that, I had a different style. Preppy. Yep. Called East Coast. Yep. And uh, before that, I had another style. <laughs> it's called child. Pretty much. No, okay, so loans, <clears throat> so student loans, I don't think they should forgive them. I do think that there needs to be a, and this is just my thoughts, I'd love to hear your thoughts in the comments, because the problem with forgiveness is that then I, as a person who fucking scrounged and saved and worked my ass off to my own detriment in some ways, probably, right? Like things we've given up to do work instead of spend time with other people. <laughs> you played the game fair. You, 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 but then you, I feel punished You by took that. out a loan, you paid off the loan, mm -hmm. or we paid off the loans. If you give everyone just a write-off, mm -hmm. but it, it's like but then monopoly. Like, and also parents who saved up, right, who were responsible, they got pregnant, they started saving for that child's college fund, and then that money went. Like you're punishing people for being responsible. So I don't think forgiveness is the way to go. I think the more, again, responsible thing to do is to remove the predatorial behavior of the organizations that lend you money, like the Sally Mays, the Nellie Mays. 100%, Katie. The SoFis that are now like, come to us. And because I called, I, I tried to get a hold of SoFi like a long time ago because I was like, I needed to consolidate my loans because I had like seven different people who had my loans, like Wells Fargo had one. I had Nellie May. I had, I don't know, some Timmy other, Tam. right? Some other fucking loan shark out there, like Jim Jam on the corner. No, I'm just kidding. Anyway, but I had all these different loans and I wanted to to consolidate them. So it's one low payment versus like $100 here, $200 Just there. like the commercial on TV said. Yes. And they were like, oh, we don't do loans over $60,000 or something. And I was like, well, that helps me not at all. And they wouldn't even consolidate because I was like, oh, will you consolidate all of these ones? And they were like, well, we can't split that one up. You could consolidate these. And I was like, well, that's not really going to help me. That's only like two loans. And I still have three more that are, you know. So anyway, so I really think that what needs to happen is that the, I, I believe that it has to be some kind of government program because it has to be the same federally. It can't just be state by state. But the loans need to be given to you from the federal government or from some kind of federal program where the interest is so low, like it needs to be like 1%, 2%. And it's just held and you pay on it once you start. Like I loved that Australia had the thing that like once you start making X amount, then you pay on right. it. Right. That makes sense. And that's what I think needs to happen going forward. And also, I do believe that the schools making shit tons of cash because schools make fucking shit loads of cash needs to stop it's a scam yes because pepperdine <laughs> pepperdine cost me back at the when i started it was like thirty two thousand dollars when i went in and it didn't cost me that because i was on scholarship so it cost me about sixteen thousand something a year and this is just i'm giving you guys the bare numbers because there's no reason to be pussyfooting around money anymore so sixteen thousand because half of it i got i got scholarship for singing in choir i got a scholarship because of my grades and we got a grant because we weren't rich so you guys, if you haven't been in the school system in the United States, it's all crazy. You got to fill out your FAFSA and you learn all this shit. My mom felt like we got punished for not having credit card debt and not owing. Like, but they didn't owe a what lot is, on card. Explain that. What do you mean? So when you fill out the FAFSA, which I don't even know what that stands for, but it's F-A-F-S-A. And it's like this thing your parents fill out that tells like how much money they make. Sounds like financial assistance. Yeah, FAFSA. it's a financial, financial assistance, assistance form for the government to uh, screw you over. The FAFSA. FAFSA. Go ahead. <clears throat> so you have to say like how much they owe on the home, how much they owe on their cars. And if you guys 
don't know me or my family enough. We're, we're, we're not spendy people. <laughs> my family as a whole is like, if you don't have it in the bank, you don't try to buy it. I love that mentality because so Other many than people- Other cars and homes, because you have to take out loans for that. But Yeah, but like living within your means and, and yeah. being fiscally uh, responsible is, that's where freedom lies. Freedom is not- Freedom. But anyway, so- my mom said there were all these pages of like for credit cards and for other kinds of like uh, personal loans and business loans, which but we had none. Right. And I, I think we owed like nothing, maybe, I don't know, $30,000 on the house because wow. we lived in a cheap place. You guys are super fortunate to have been in that. Not fortunate. Like you got lucky. But everybody but- in my family has worked since they were 16. Yeah, you and lives hard. within their means. Exactly. And that's just kind of part of the way that my family operates as a whole. And this is what was passed down to me. Although I'm not always the best, I'll admit. Like there was a period when when I quit my job and we were doing this where I was just like, I'm just putting stuff on a credit card. I've never done that before when I really don't know how I'm going to pay for it. And that was t- fucking terrifying. It was crazy because I was doing the same. You and we, I were, we were financing. Like, we were just like, this is our hope and a dream. We can't really get a business loan, but we're just going to try this. And Do you know how I justified us doing this in my head? It was like a business loan. Yeah. That's how I did it too. I said, I think we probably had this conversation at some point, but I don't remember us having like a serious conversation about it. No, it but, was But we, super we basically, stressful. yeah, we, we said, Whew. listen, if you are going to open uh, a franchise, I think we would just re- come to this conclusion mm-hmm. on a weekly basis. Yeah. And we'd remind ourselves like, oh my God, the ship is sinking. But <laughs> it was we, just like slow <laughs> if you were to start a a pizza franchise mm-hmm. in your local neighborhood or let's even like say, a tech startup like they raise money no but like let's just say sean and katie don't want to wanna, open a convenience store yeah or uh subways or whatever mm-hmm. you get a franchise yeah you pay the money you for pay that. the two hundred fifty thousand. You, you go to domino's pizza university you learn how to toss the dough or at least manage people and mm-hmm. like know how to run a little franchise. And that costs you money. And then not only do you have to pay for the Domino's University, but you got to buy the real estate or, well, you know what I mean? Anyway, the Wait, long story me, short is. Mm-hmm. But but I felt like we were spending our money wisely by like a small amount. We yeah, were, it was not. I'm going to say, don't make them think it was $250,000. I think no, it was we, like 15000 30000 maybe when we were done. Yeah, I think you and I basically had on top of your student loan another like 40000 that we're kind of getting yeah. weighted down by which was yeah. difficult you see the numbers and you're like but nobody talks about debt either like that's why i love the financial diet because they talk about it like in a real way yeah but debt but, can be embarrassing oh totally there's so much shame associated with it and embarrassment and guilt around it like and i can't manage my money something's wrong with me i didn't do a good job i'm embarrassed about that i shouldn't have done this there's guilt so it's like it's so mixed up and messy and i think that's the problem with student loans that really bothers me is you get saddled with these, or at least for me, like one of my loans is like fucking 6.8% or 9%. Like I had some crazy Katie, no, interest had, rates. And I could be wrong, but I believe you had something that was like up in the 13 or something that you refinanced. And I refinanced it. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, this is loan shark. Yeah. It felt who, like that. Who, who lends this? Why do they lend it? Mm-hmm. And are you fucking kidding me? What a mm-hmm. gross practice. To go after young people who aren't even, who are barely getting going. Yeah. So listen, if you're going to take out a loan from a school, anyone who's listening to this Mm -hmm. or or take out a loan for schooling, one, when I graduate, 
will the job that I get into be able to to afford that, like to pay, pay it the back. loan and pay a life? But that's the thing is like it's it was a huge. So back just to like give you guys an idea, because maybe this is helpful, maybe it's not. I don't know. But when I was when I consolidated my loans to, with Wells Fargo for most of it. And then I think I had like one little outstanding. Oh, because my mom had taken out a loan. So my parents took out a loan. And because they had taken it out, I could not take it over. Like we called the company, like, I don't know if, I think it was Sally Mae. It's crazy though. But let me finish. No, I just want to comment. I'll be real quick. There's all these little micro loans that are going on. Mm -hmm. To me, this is mind blowing. Well, and my mom had encouraged me at the time because I only had that one credit card that I had started in college with her. She was like, I want you to open a credit card. You have 0% for a year. I want you to put that money from summer school, that $3,000 on it. I want you to pay it off in a year because it was 0% interest. So I paid that loan off with the credit card and paid it off that year. So I did some stuff like that to try to like manage the debt. But then when I consolidated it, even when I was working all these jobs, you guys, and I was making decent money at the time, like for once I was like, I'm not broke. Yay. My student loan bill every month and i told some i've told people on patreon this multiple times is like it was about twelve hundred dollars a month that we were putting out to pay on it oh but that wasn't that's going towards to the principal that was the interest no that's yes. not true no you don't know don't pretend to know we weren't paying it i down. paid an extra 700 yeah we were paying it down oh okay I, so see he didn't he wasn't involved because it's my part. it was my stuff that i was handling and paying on and stuff and this is before we were married um but anyways so I was paying it down. Sorry, the, I, I didn't realize. I, yeah. I thought that it was. No, no, the interest would be, I don't even know, maybe like $400 of that. I don't know. Well, good on you. Because I consolidated it many times. Yeah. So anyway, but my Wells Fargo, I did it at a variable interest rate. So I could I could get like the, I think it was 3.9 at the time or something. And I was like, I'm just going to pay on this for a little while. And then it went up to like 4.2. And I was like, I'm just going to keep paying. It was still lower. Then the lock-in was like six point something. And I was like, I don't want to lock in at that. I'm going to take my chances. So I paid on it. And then luckily, a few years later, we were able to like pay that chunk off. Anyway, so the, what I think needs to happen with student loans is I think just to wrap this up, because I think this is probably talk. I'm talking. I actually talking. think people are pretty interested in this because I think everyone faces uh, these sorts of issues. And it may not be exactly student loan, but like mm-hmm. the, con- the idea about finance is something that isn't talked about because it's not glamorous in the way that like... Uh, you can visually represent your 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 body. You can go to the gym. You can do, you can do things for like lower weight, but financially, yeah. Um, well, and there's some there's something that comes along with finances where it's like you feel or you can feel. I'm not saying you feel, but you can feel lesser than if you don't make X. Which we don't know how much. You, like most people don't know how much their friends make, but if they look like they're like they're spending, you can feel compelled to spend as well. And there's some of that like. Uh, I saw a lot of that social. when I came to the United States. Mm-hmm. I went from Montreal to New Hampshire, which was very mellow, but also there was mm-hmm. some bouge, you know, but everyone was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. From New Hampshire, I went to New York City mm-hmm. and I was blown away. The money in New York City is pretty wild. And then from there, coming out to California, I was floored by what was going on here in the financial ecosystem with people. People were buying houses left and right. They were like upside down, blah, blah, blah. They're taking their money out of their houses. They're going out to the river. They're they're driving these giant boats and Havasu. also were in Orange County, which is a, def, a different part of like Southern California in and of itself. 
you know, it has its own culture of that. California was rocking for like a period of time when right I showed up here. Right before the big boom. Right before the crash. And then the most recent crash where like the government is shutting everyone down. It's, mm-hmm. it's really wild. Mm-hmm. But. but yeah, so what I think needs to happen with student loans is that first of all, in order to take out a student loan, you should have to complete a course about finances. It sounds silly, but my mom taught me years ago to balance a checkbook. And that was what I did forever until I think I graduated undergrad. And I think in grad school, I just would check online. I didn't do so much of the like, but the thing that's great about a checkbook, and I think everybody should practice this, is that you know how much money's in your account, even if it hasn't hit your account yet, because there's that delay. So like, let's say I paid my cell phone bill today and it's $100. I can think I have $100 more than I do because it's going to take two days for that to hit my account. So if you keep a checkbook, you always know how much money you've actually spent and you can actually see what's left. So that's what I was raised on. And that's what I did for a long time, even through like when we were dating and stuff, I still balanced a checkbook. But um, I think with student loans, the interest rates need to be lowered and they need to be able to, they need to take that like educational finance class so that you know, because so many kids, myself included, like I loved being in school. I love school. I'm a total nerd and I'm proud to admit it. And if I didn't have my mom to guide me at least somewhat, I would have gone on to get my PhD and we would have had a whole nother fucking 50 grand to deal with. Like you realize like my master's cost me $50,000. Like that's a fucking huge bill. That's crazy. That's like, it's wild. Anyway. I don't know how people get out from underneath it in certain fields. No. In some. Can I tell you a crazy story? Yes. I think I've told you this story, but I don't know if I've told you guys this story. So my friend Kim and I, used to do back when we did these things when things were available and easy to do we would do this volunteer trip every year with pepperdine for like three years in a row i think and one year we went to uh one year it was in la so it was easy another year it was in san francisco and we went to to san francisco and there was another couple there that we were talking about student loans because uh my friend kim paid for all her own law school her parents were kind enough to pay for her undergrad but she paid for her law school i didn't know that yeah so she had some money that she had received. Do you know that Kim's uh, half Canadian? She is. Her mom is <laughs> Quebecois. She's my friend. Of course I know. Sorry, go on. You guys see? Anyway, so we met this couple that were on the, they were from Pepperdine also. And so you're with all these different Pepperdine people from different schools. So if you guys don't know, Pepperdine has like Pepperdine University, like the college undergrad. Then you have the law school, you have GSCP, which is what I went to, which is the graduation, graduate school of education and psychology. So they have those people and then they have the business school. So there's a bunch of different people and there's a bunch of different, like when you get into the graduate programs, they're all over there in Irvine, there's in, right. in Tarzana, there's all these, you know, remote learning places. They're not remote learning, but remote uh, areas. Anyway, they're called franchises. You got to pay a little bit of money. <laughs> you can also sell a Pepperdine degree. No. Anyway. So we met up with this couple and it was a, when we were there and we went out, I forget what the, oh, we were helping like this homeless shelter. So that's the work that we were doing. And at nighttime, we were going to go out for food and this place that was called Flower and Water. It's amazing. Highly recommend it. But you couldn't make a reservation unless you were like a party of eight or more or six or more or something. And we were, it was just Kim and I. And so she was like, well, we'll go early. We'll put our names in and we'll go next door. There's this place called dog something that's a bar and all you know they have drinks so we'll grab a drink while we wait for a table so we did that and at the bar we ran into this couple they were like hey we saw you guys earlier so you know you guys are here too blah 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 we chitty chat 
homeboy, the guy in this relationship, had just finished his JD, meaning he was getting his law degree. And Kim was like, oh my God, I finished mine last year. Like, when are you, you know, you're going to take the bar? What kind of classes are you taking to take the bar? They were just chitty chatting about law stuff. And he was like, oh no, I think I'm going to go on to, I need to finish my PhD. And so he was doing all sorts of education stuff. He had which, a couple of different veins of. He had all sorts of degrees because he was <clears> like 40 <throat> at that. He was older than us at the time. I think they call those per- perpetual students. He was. And I, being the person that the I am, world. where sometimes I have no filter and also I had a cocktail and empty stomach because I was hungry, I was like, so how much are your student loans, bro? Like, that sounds crazy because I'm sitting on like 90 grand freaking out and like, I'm curious how you afford that. <laughs> and Kim, my friend Kim is not that way. So she was like, look at me like, are you serious? And I was like, I need to know because inquiring minds want to know. For sure. And he had no problem. He was like, no, that's a good question. He's like, I owe about $375,000. And I was like, I also have passports. And to then Greece, I just shit my pants. I was China like, and France. No, so but I'm, gonna... I'm pretty sure he had. But even if you go bankrupt, it doesn't leave. I don't know how I was like, how then I started freaking out for him because I was like, my payments are like twelve hundred dollars a month. And what And his wife or his fiance at the time or whatever, she was like, oh, we we've just like defaulted on like it was cra- it was chaos in my brain. I was like. And that's where I think it's predatory. Like someone should not be able to take out 300 and something odd dollars in student loans. Well, I know I, I'm bringing, taking this in a whole nother, but. If, if you go to buy a house, right? Mm-hmm. That's like a home. Three. <laughs> no, no, but like the, the hear me out on this. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Sean and Katie want to buy a house. Mm-hmm. We tell a, we a lender. We have hey, told a lender. we want to buy a house. Then that person says, okay, well. Yeah, what do you make? How much is your spending? All this stuff. And then the product at the end of the loan is a house. Mm-hmm. So there's a product. And how much is that product worth, he says. And then says. how much can you so, pay on that? No, no, and- Before we get into that. <laughs> oh, how much is the product worth? How okay. much is the product worth? An estimator goes out and looks at the house and kicks the, the tires on said house. Hopefully you're not moving into a house with tires, <laughs> but if you are, that's fine. That's fine. You want to travel the world in your home. I exactly. Understand. I'm going to motorhome this motherfucker. Mm-hmm. But he kicks the tires and says, this house is worth X, let's say $300,000. So, so we'll give he, you a loan for $300,000 for yeah, that home. That's all it's worth. Mm-hmm. Why then, <clears throat> sort of simplify it and speed things up. Why can an 18 year old get a loan mm-hmm. for a college degree where they never examine the house at the end. They're like, no, nah, you, you want to be a philosophy major? Sounds good. We'll write you a loan. Yeah. What do you need? Do you need uh, well, so, so many people, so okay. many people I went to school with got liberal arts degrees, which equates to nothing. And I apologize if you have one of those, but you, it pretty much doesn't equate to a job, you know, like even a psychology degree doesn't technically mm-hmm. equate to a job because you have to get a master's degree, but you're offered that money without, again, to your point, like without, knowing that it's going to net you the amount that you need to pay that back. So anyway, a long story art short. A degree basically mm-hmm. to me means, and I could be wrong and I don't want to offend anyone again, but you had the, uh, the ability to, to focus on a goal for four years, possibly shorter than four years, mm-hmm. and get your degree. So therefore, a corporation does not want to hire an 18-year-old. A corporation wants to hire somebody who, who has said yes I, I well, and they stuck focused. with it for four years. They stuck with something. You, you, and you have some grounding in something. It and shouldn't rattle you with debt. I think we need to wrap this up. I feel like this is getting way too long of a conversation about oh. this. But I do think that the, the 
predatorial behavior and interest rates and stuff should come down and you shouldn't be able to give homeboy that I met in San Francisco 300 and whatever thousand dollars for like that doesn't make any sense to me. I totally agree. Because he hasn't proved that he can even earn that. Yeah. So the government's got to figure it out. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and if I was his fiance, I would have been like, and I'm out. Like that's a crate that'd be overwhelming to me. I hope that this next administration doesn't just pay off willy nilly people's debt. Well, because it doesn't work that way. You don't, pr- no, you know, because if you pay off today's debt, what about another, tomorrow's? There's, there's no another change. crop of new people who are going to take out that debt. What they already do, are right now. They're just not out yet and not having to pay it yet. Exactly. <laughs> what you have to do is uh, say, no longer can people lend you money at 6%. Everything, if you're a student, is yes, at a certain like 3% percent. percent and lower or something. It's locked at a rate, mm-hmm. a very yeah. cheap rate. To lear- Learning should be a cheap rate. My brother lucked out because when he got out of school, like interest rates had... Mr. Butlicker, our rates have never been lower. <laughs> he got such a low rate. And I was like, and then I got out right as the crash. Because mm-hmm. if you realize, if you guys don't realize, I graduated graduate school in 2009. In Canada, they call it le crash. But... Le, le crash. And I was le fucked. My rates were le high. So anyway, continue though. Okay, moving on. I hope that you enjoyed this uh, week's segment called Financial Ruin. Rant, rant, rant. Page three <laughs> after the owl. But we have, we have mail. Oh, we have lots mail of mail. Mail time. We got the mail time. Oh, let me see here. Letters. Mm-hmm. There you go. Okay. You can. Katie's going Katie and up. Sean in the largest font possible. I was listening to episode 35 of the pod and you guys were talking about kids lying. Kids lying. And it reminded me. What's that called? When Barry, didn't he have a term for? Uh, something uh, pseudologica, pseudologica fantastica. Fantasia. Fantasia? Yeah. I don't know. Something okay. like that. I'm talking about kids lying. It reminded me of the lying phase that I had. I love it already. I'm so excited. It says, in kindergarten, I had this one friend who I would lie to about my life. I told her that I had older siblings, even though I don't. Also, I told her we had a dog. Since we had a half day kindergarten, I did that too. I would just say my older siblings were at school. So when she asked to see my dog, I told her it was sick and resting. By far the weirdest fib I told this girl was that I had a robotic finger. <laughs> but it looks just like the rest of my finger, so you can't tell by looking at it. <laughs> wow. I've always been pretty embarrassed about me doing this, and I'm so glad that it seems to be a pretty common occurrence. Anyways, I thought this story might make you laugh. Love the pod, Abby. Abby, thank you so much. I love that. So hardcore. It's very normal. <laughs> Abby's got a robot finger. <laughs> it just looks normal. You can't tell. Roy! But, but inside I hear it going. <laughs> That's fucking awesome and I love it. Okay. Wow. Thank you, Abby. Okay, we ready? <laughs> yeah. Hello again, friends. It's Ellison. Ellison. Uh, right? Hello, Ellison. 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 It's like Allison, but with a soft E sound at the beginning. Ellison. A soft E at the end. A soft E is like the E at the end, too. All this, all this is helping me. Okay. <laughs> Number one, no Salt Lake City is not all Mormons. Oh, so. How dare you? In a previous episode, we've I, talked I'm about the Mormons. In, we didn't Allison. insult them, I don't think. I don't remember exactly what we said, but we talked about Mormons mm-hmm. in the United States. We did, and we were curious about that. And she says, members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, as we prefer to be called. Again, you're adults and I can't tell I can't tell you what to do. Okay, so you don't call them Mormons, members of the Church of the, of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Not It's Mormon. an acronym? No. no. 
Where where shield. how, how would shield. <laughs> how would Mormons turn into members of the church? Oh, There's yeah. no C. Okay. Maksha. So it'd be Mokadshkalugdas. So that's what they prefer to be called. Again, you can't tell us what to do. We're adults. Salt Lake is about 50-50. Oh, okay. 50-50. Number two, polygamy is not a thing anymore for us members. There are FLDS, so uh, I don't know what that means. Latter-day Saints, but what's the F? Freaky. That freaky deaky. They get freaky deaky. <laughs> We're the freaky deaky Latter-day Saints. Welcome to Ooh, polygamy. That are yeah. a cult that still practice polygamy, and they are whack. A lot of the cult leaders have been arrested for things like abuse and other stuff. Well, that's fucked up. Maybe it's the fucking Latter-day Saints, the FDLs. They're out towards fundamental fundamentalists. Oh, I think I know. Not El- freaky Ellison. hijiki. Did I say that Ellison? Is that am I saying it right? Okay, Ellison. Ellison. So fundamental Latter-day Saints that are a cult. Okay, number three. Also, thanks for calling us all nice. As I, with no credentials to do so, speak on behalf of other members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, I say thanks. You're welcome, but you're so friendly. We try our best to be nice to everyone from any walk of life. It's a good community to be in. Lots of honest and hardworking people. Honestly, that's all I've met. Uh, I haven't yeah. met a bad Mormon yet. I'm sure they're <laughs> no, out there. No, non-Mormon. Oh, LDS? LDS. Right, right. G- they got a marketing problem. Church though. of Members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Get it right. Nice or pay people. the price. Not really, because they're super nice. And Sally Loosely for inviting me to that dance. Super cool. Okay. Number four. Yeah. Yeah, we're into emergency preparedness. I added, I, you know, embellished on that yeah a little bit. I know you guys are awesome. We like to be prepared for anything and everything and even have people in our neighborhoods who are in charge of helping people to that. Also, no, we don't handle snakes. That's the Pentecostal thing we're talking about. At least not as part of our religion. I'm sure there are people that like snakes and handle them as pets. Also, thank you, Sean, for complimenting my French. It's always been fun uh, to find a chance to speak French as I have yet to run into any true natives that aren't my French teachers. (laughs) Uh, You're welcome. It was actually very well written. Um, It was great. And it was a good challenge for me. Accents in all the right places. Ellison, I hope I I didn't do you a disservice by my pronunciation struggles she took six years in junior high and high school french french one two three four five and ap who girl you are good and somehow managed to come out alive i am fucking impressed thank you cater for inspiring me when i was 14 a whopping five years ago remember your you now live streams oh my god that cowbell i still have it i should get it out uh to get help for my depression i have since been diagnosed with bipolar 2 and anxiety but in managing well with meds and I'm now majoring in psychology, minoring in French. Sweet. Yay. And plan to be a trauma therapist who works with adults who have abusive upbringings. Thank you for providing me with entertainment every week. Y'all are the best. You're amazing. Because if you would like, here are some funny and corny jokes. I'm on board. Are you on board? Lay it on us. Number one. What is Karen called in Europe? An American. Oh. No PC and comedy. It's all good fun. I agree. Number two. Why did Shakespeare only write in pen? I don't know. Pencils confused him. To what? be, not to be. Oh! It's oh. <laughs> <laughs> good. Should we explain that to people? I think. No, I think you're... <laughs> Look it up. Okay. Number three. Today at the bank, an old lady asked me to check her balance. So I pushed her over. <laughs> <laughs> I like your delivery. 
Number four. What does garlic do when it gets hot? Sweat? Takes its cloves off. Oh! <laughs> These are good jokes. Happy Thanksgiving. Hope you had a fun and safe holiday. Keep making podcasts because they're fantabulous. Thanks, you, Ellison. Yeah. And am I saying Ellis- that correctly? I yeah. hope I am. Ellison. Ellison. Um, <laughs> keep sending in those jokes. You are our new chief joke writer. I love it. Yes, keep the jokes and the facts. Those hot facts. Hot takes coming because I appreciate it. Okay, next one. Ready? Sure. It says, hi, Katie. Hello. Hi, Sean. Hello. I thought of a question that might be interesting. What is one or more things that have surprised you about your spouse when you first got married? <laughs> it's like the newlywed game. Are you ready for hers? She's going to share hers first. Sure, sure. Here's mine. I had no idea that some people left the TV on all night. Me neither. It was, a, it was the most annoying. Agreed. Brenda, you and I. Feel attacked. I had a controlling family and the TV was never on last Oh, never left on past the Tonight Show. I've since adapted to the world of sleeping with the TV on, LOL. Also, you were right. The IT crowd is hilarious. It's fucking hilarious. Roy. Love Roy. I got hot. Yeah. I love Brenda. Okay. So, uh, what is one or more things that surprised you about me? Do tell, Katie. Do, mm. do tell. Well, I think I, uh, not to lump men into a bucket because everybody's different. And Sean is very, we're very neat people, but I never grew up in the household of quick people are coming over, shove shit wherever. Sean grew up in that household and it drives me fucking nuts because then I don't know where things are. If people are coming over to our house, which hasn't happened in like five months or Oh, that's not from how I was raised. That's just how I am. I like. But that's a weird, that's something that's confused me and surprised me. Yeah, it's not how I grew up, actually. You uh, just shove shit anywhere, you guys. Our house is always neat and tidy when I was growing up. But I, like, when people come over, I don't want, I want my house to look like a nondescript. And I don't I, want any personal And I want them effects. to be comfortable. Yeah, So I don't, I don't want... really care. I'm like, I'd be fine people coming over right now. And oh, he would lose his mind, you guys. Mortified. And he would start, he'd be like, Katie, he'd, he'd be like, fluff the pillows. And then he'd put, he'd hide everything. And then later I'd be like, where'd the remotes go? Can't even turn on the TV. He's like, oh, I don't know. And they're like in the bookcase or in a couple drawers over there. Yeah, I squirrel everything away. It drives me bonkers. So that I didn't anticipate. And I also did not uh, anticipate, Sean will like to fall asleep with the TV on. We don't have a TV in our bedroom, thank God. Mm -hmm. Because we'll never, I can't. I find it so annoying. I am soothed by a TV. I think that's how you went to sleep as a kid or something. Uh, no, but I do enjoy, like, I didn't have a TV in my room as a kid, but I, I totally enjoy a TV. Mm. Anyway, I do not. So yeah. I, Brenda, I agree. So how about you? What's your thing? Nothing. I thought she was an angel <laughs> from the moment I met her. This isn't buying you any points. Till you the gotta, time this video is over. Gotta, <laughs> I'm sure there's things I do. I'm sure the amount of my hairs that you find everywhere. No, no, it's not that really. It's not so much that. What is it? Well, Katie, uh... Mm-hmm. There, there's a couple of things. Lay that it on me. Are you sure? Yeah. You want to know? Well, I just talked about you do all the funny things you do. All right. Well, mm-hmm. there's too many shoe racks in the house. There's a shoe rack. But you don't even everywhere. put your shoes in the rack, which is the problem. Why are there five shoe racks in the house when you have shoes and you still put yours on the floor? Okay. Mm-hmm. Everything has a container, but at some point, everything becomes a container. Do you, you know what I mean? Like. We're, we're too organized. We just need more possible. space. I don't think that's possible. 
your preparedness is is amazing but at some point like we have too many uh additional little containers of garlic or onion you know we got like 10 of them in the cupboard like you're over prepared sometimes i don't look and i order ah uh, that's true but aside from that i'm i'm just i you know what i was struggling to find that's a lot. I was. I was just struggling to find something. So, oh, I'm going to pick on you for onion powder and, <laughs> and shoe racks. Come on. We got a perfect relationship. I That's a perfect the, is a strong word. The best thing I ever did was get married. I thoroughly enjoy, like, I have a great time with it. Um, we don't actually really have any issues. I wasn't living until I got married, honestly. Wow, really? Yeah. I th- this is way better. I mean, it is better. And we don't, we, we get. It, I honestly don't have any complaints. We're easy peasy. If I had to, no, <laughs> no, but my honestly, truthfully, even you're squirreling stuff away. I know where you hide things, so I just pull them back out when people are gone. But um, I said to learn where those places were. But yeah. my only thing is, I wish we had two sinks in the bathroom because that would be nice. Because you shave a lot. You know, I would like to. I, that, we just need. We more just space. need more space. <laughs> Most of our issues come down. Hi, Katie. To, how you doing? Uh, I'm pretty good. How you doing? <laughs> ah, sorry. We're right I'm on top. Gonna, it's so. You, you that's gonna be so uncomfortable for people. It's just so uncomfortable in our apartment. We need to leave. Yeah. Like I just bruised my leg. I'll, I should, I'll put it on Instagram, but on that fucking, the bench that Sean's sitting on. I, I thought it was a cry it. for help. You just keep throwing ah, yourself against our furniture. I do just keep I gotta turning. leave. Ah. Get injured. It's too tight of a. And also I'm, I'm just to reiterate, Brenda, I'm so glad that you were enjoying the IT crowd. Okay. Next one it says, hi guys. Howdy. Howdy do. Says, I hope you both are well. We are. I know you're looking for a new place to live and I want to give you something to ponder. Oh, I know who this is from. Oh, no, it's Jeremy. I thought it would be Ben's because Ben's has been wanting us to move to Australia. Okay. I want to give you something new to ponder. In the past, I've noticed you like Australia. Katie being a creator, I assume you can do this anywhere in the world. You are correct. I think you know where this is going. And Sean, I imagine you could do your job in lots of different places. What am I trying to say? I'm trying to say you need to move to Adelaide, South Australia. Ooh. I have, we have another friend that sent us the flat Stanley that's in Adelaide. Adelaide's like a beach community. They seem to be very nice. They're, I love They're Australia. advocating I for us to move to Vince Australia. Vince has been telling me I gots to move. In recent years, Adelaide was declared one of the 10 most livable cities in the world. We have the most beautiful beaches. We have the mighty Murray River. Thousands of people flock there to camp, fish, swim, water ski, and houseboat. Jeez, houseboat. this sounds fantastic. We're putting on our shoes. We have more days of sunshine per year than the so-called Sunshine Coast in Queensland. Our summers do get pretty hot. I have heard that too, but that's okay. And people cruise down 10 minutes from the city center to the crystal blue waters of Brighton, uh, Glenlig, Henley, and Semaphore beaches. I'm probably mispronouncing those and I apologize. Our winters are mild. We grow world famous wines. I'm grabbing my purse, which are dirt cheap here. No import tax. And the best coffee. I already know that. Best coffee you'll ever taste. I'm not exaggerating. I know you're not. Coffee in Australia is fucking amazing. I know you guys are outdoors people and we have thousands of miles of beautiful virgin wilderness. Wow. Great camping, great fishing, hiking, mountain biking, and four-wheel driving. Jeez, dude, you're just laying it on the line. This it's is quite amazing. The salesman. I, they should pay you. When I die, I can envision, like, I wasn't able to articulate it before hearing this email, but that's what I would like if, if, if I pass away for whatever reason, I want to go to Adelaide. This Why have you passed? So you want to, as a dead human that can't experience, you want to go to Adelaide. Look, if, if heaven exists, oh, like, that sounds beautiful. You want heaven to be, heaven is Adelaide. I see. He's I articulating like, what I want. You're not making any sense. Oh, I wasn't? When I die, I want to go. I was like, you can't oh. go if you're dead. Okay. 
We have world uh, class restaurants, cafes, and great pubs. FYI, my great grandfather, my great grandfather owned several of Adelaide's most famous pubs, which are still favorites with the locals. That's cool. For example, the Old Lion. Google it. And best of all, Adelaide is one of the world's most affordable cities to live in. You could live here for a small fraction of the cost of living in LA. I have no doubt. In fact, living in Adelaide is far cheaper than living in Melbourne. Melbourne. Even uh, we even have a healthy film industry. <gasps> I love you guys and feel like I know you so well. I'm not a creep, I promise. I would never think you were. I know you would love it here. To address the elephant in the room, it probably won't be until next year before we open our international borders. I know. You guys have been on strict lockdown. But South Australia has been minimally affected by COVID. We have not been on lockdown since August and life is almost completely back to normal. I hope you do five minutes of research and talk about this on an OTDM, if only hypothetically. Thanks for taking the time to read this and take care. Kind, regard, kind regards, Jeremy. Well, Jeremy, that was a fantastic email. That was a fantastic email. I'm sold. I'm ready yeah. to go. Yeah. Uh, what I what I saw of Australia previously blew me away. We loved it, and we that, wanted to stay a lot longer. And we were there for two weeks, three mm-hmm, weeks. Mm-hmm. If you think so, this is not to Jeremy, by the way. Thank you for your email, yeah, Jeremy. Yeah, i I've been wanting. To, we wanted to visit Australia so large, and because we flew into Melbourne, we just were like, we'll just experience Melbourne, Melbourne. I think uh, the quality of Jeremy's essay on mm-hmm. Adelaide was exceptional. Agreed. And what I would do is, ten or out what, of ten. I, what I would like to do is uh, challenge the rest of our audience, if you will, to <laughs> to perhaps send in your sales, own a- sales pitches. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Why should I move to uh, Zaire? I'd go. I don't know why. Probably great coffee. I don't think it's better than Australia's though. But yes, sales pitches. Send in your pitches. Okay. But Adelaide. I would love to visit. And we can't wait to get back to Australia. Beautiful. Nice Vince, people too. Vince wants us to move to Australia too. He's like, you'd be able to live here for a fraction of the price. And I have no doubt. A small fraction. A small fraction. Um, also, Joanna, my friend who's from the Blue Mountains, would be super jealous. Because mm. she's been wanting to move back at this point now. Because with her babies, she wants to be back. I think at any point, or not at any point, but at some point in in most people who have traveled yeah, away. away from their birth land mm. you, you you have some longing maybe the country to go visit i don't want to move back to where i grew up but the country or general mm. area i think like i i would like to visit montreal more um mm. but i'd like to see the greater quebec area i'd like to go see i've never been anywhere around there other than mm. montreal so it's stunning uh when you go up the saint lawrence well, Seaway how many times have we been like we're gonna go to of- quebec city and then it's like snowed in or the weather out is or... terrible. <laughs> well, we go there for Christmas. Yeah. So we really need to go there in like springtime and spend like three weeks where we need to do everything. Go, go east of there. We need to go see New Brunswick and see these towns. That's do where my though? mom's family's I'm from. And then <laughs> go, uh, you know, I, I'd like to see Prince Edward Island. I'd ne- I've never been. Oh, you haven't been PEI? No. That's where the good muscles are from. Potatoes every inch, baby. Oh, I like it. Stompin' Tom. Bud and we the have, spud from and the big brown now boat. we have Lisa and Val in Nova Scotia. That's right. We got Scotians in we the got family. Some Scotians, and uh, we know people in New Brunswick. Mm-hmm. In fact, the lady from our local pub, uh, oh, she is a Nova Scotian. She was a, a or Newf. Newfoundland. She She's was a Newf who taught chemistry at in Montreal mm-hmm. uh, in the seventies, and then and she grew up on Sable Island. Of and she all married places. a guy who's from New Zealand. It's a very, it's a love story, you guys, a love story of the ages. You, uh, you end up bumping into people <laughs> when you're uh, outside of your country, you find expats and that's kind of fun. 
you know, I when someone here's Pat was like, you're an expatriate, like you're not in the U.S. You've moved out of the U.S. somewhere else. But is it just an expatriate of whatever country? Right. Exactly. So you'll find people from your country. Yeah. Wherever you go. Yeah, exactly. That's true, though. Even when we've been traveling. I found a fake Canadian once. What does that mean? It was a person pretending to be a Canadian. No. Yep. Why? I don't know. I don't know what. Where were they to really what end. from? Uh, I have no idea. But they were talking about being from Montreal, but they didn't know anything about Montreal. And oh, I, I've I've met fake people. Okay, so it because was so I, strange. It's funny. I haven't met that kind of a version where like they're fake states people or fake U.S. citizens. But I did meet a person. They just stumbled into the wrong web, kind of, because they said they were from Malibu. Okay? okay. And so I went to school at Pepperdine, which is in Malibu, if you guys don't realize. And it sounds very bougie. And it's just a beautiful beachside community, but it's very country back then. Now in it's fact, now super th- affordable in a lot of ways. Yes. Like it's cheaper it's than cheaper LA. It's cheaper than a lot of LA. Yeah. Which surprises people. But, anyways, so I am visiting friends at UW in Seattle. And one of my friends is like, Oh, I have this, there's a girl down the hall. She's from Malibu. You should talk to her, you know, blah, blah, blah. Because you're in the same area and yada, yada. And I was, you know, she's from there. And so I'm like, oh, awesome. And so I'm like, oh, where in Malibu are you from? And she's not from Malibu. She's from Ventura. Oh, I'm not too far away. No, but it's not the same. And, and she was like, she was like, oh, yeah, I grew up there or whatever. And I was like, oh, I go to school at Pepperdine. And she's like, oh, I know where that is. And I was like, so where's your house? Are you like down by Zuma up in that area? Or are you back like closer? Are you on PCH? Like, are you in the valley? Like More like Hawthorne. Well, then she, yeah, she's like, she's like, well, actually, because I had too many questions, right? I clearly knew and she was caught. And she's like, well, actually, I grew up in Ventura and my family lives in like Canoga Park or something, which is totally fine, you guys. It's not like. But she was lying to everybody. It's funny when, when someone has <laughs> you you, ca- you catch a mm-hmm. a con artist. Yes, I don't. She'd been telling everybody she was like from. I don't Mal- fault not them. That it matters. Who no, cares? In fact, I actually. It was just funny. I think that it's kind of fun. I was like, oh, she go to Malibu. Hi, did you know? How old are you? Do you know so and so? You know, like I had a lot of questions. But to catch on to someone else's BS, mm-hmm. but you don't have to ruin them in front of people. You just no. like, you, you catch she, on, you're she like. She told me, she came clean because I had too many questions. Yeah. You know, I was like, oh, what year did you graduate? Like, I know some people, you know, I just had, I was excited. Can I tell you a little lie? Of course. When I was a waiter in Is Jasper. Is truth or a lie? You're true. telling me about a true. lie? I would. She said, can I tell you a little lie? A little lie. Or just a small little. Tell me about a little lie. Yeah. Is that what you mean? Okay. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. My goodness. I was like, you're not. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> no, you were right. So I'm just leaning into so, this lie. Sure. Bring it on. <laughs> I'm going to tell you about a little mm-hmm. lie. I'm on board. Thank you. Yes. Uh, when I was in Jasper working as a waiter, sometimes I would throw on a little bit of a brogue. You know, like I'd make my voice a little bit more like, oh, oh you know. Like you're from Europe or British no, or No, like you're a little bit more. Uh, High class or something? A little bit more Irish or a little bit more. Oh, I was uh, like, what does that mean, brogue? Uh, just a little extra okay. for the tourists because mm-hmm. they would come from Japan. Yeah, a lot and of they them didn't, Japanese. And they a didn't. lot of people from Japan when I was there. There's a lot of Japanese and, and then, Chinese in uh, Seattle even too. Lots of tourists. I would assume there's a lot more Chinese now, but at the time mm-hmm. their economy was booming. So they'd come over to make babies underneath our... Uh, our night sky, you Which know, like, is so funny. It was cool. It's a weird thing, though. They thought the aurora borealis was so cool. They'd you travel here to like get amazing. Like, you'd find them like fucking in the middle of the outdoors. Well, yeah. Worry, worry about the elk and the bears. I, I was going to tell you that part of the story on on air, but um, yeah, one time walking home from my shift, 
I discovered two uh, people, probably in their 30s, uh, doing the the horizontal uh, limp. Uh, what do they call it? The looking for my lumbo? car keys somewhere, you know, mambo, like, yeah, mambo, mambo Italiana. But it was anyway. underneath the uh, aurora borealis, and I guess it's just considered like it's a good luck thing. I don't know if it's true or whatever, but but in that case, that that's your experience at least. Yeah, and you heard a, actually a lot of employees encountered that as well. That so your lie was your little lie that you were Irish oh, or something? No, no, no. no. But oh. I would I would just like tilt a little accent <laughs> for the people because. They otherwise they they just they weren't impressed like so a person from like Japan <laughs> let's say yeah with it, your English accent or it would your be Irish equivalent accent? of you Katie mm-hmm. um, someone comes over from a, a country uh, that's yeah. far from here let's again say Japan okay they come over to visit and they're expecting a real American experience so instead of you saying hello welcome to Jack and Jill's restaurant this is our breakfast and you're like howdy y'all. <laughs> This is our breakfast. We got the flapjack and you know, like I would not, but you know, yes, I understand. For a little bit of the extra scratch, you know, no, a little bit more money. For the extra scratch, you like you cater to them more. You're very nice, and you, you know, offer yeah. refills and things. Well, I turned on the full <laughs> Canadian Cracker Barrel. Canadian Cracker, and they were really cool about it. In fact, I could get them drinking whiskey. They're like, uh, you know, they really want oh, they Canadian love whiskey. whiskey. Yeah, yeah. Now they have their own whiskeys, which I remember was it Mark Suster. He loved a certain kind of whiskey from them, and he would talk about it. I forget. The Japanese are huge yeah. into whiskey. I like whiskey too. Whiskey, whiskey, whiskey. Um. Okay, so we're gonna wrap it up because we have to eat dinner. Yeah. But I have a request of all of you listening, all of our little earbuds out there. I would like you to send us your common, most interesting, doesn't matter your holiday traditions. Tell us the things that your family's done. Even if it's like, hey, our tradition is my uncle gets drunk and my my aunt passes out on the couch and then my dad screams at everybody. I want to hear it. Send it in. We want to talk <laughs> about it. We're rolling into the holidays. Oh, I want to read these. I'm excited. We want to have all sorts of holiday conversations. We're going to be sharing our stories. We want you to share your stories. Yeah. <laughs> my, my plea. All right. Okay. I, I love it. Let's do it. Uh, Send it in to OTDM pod at gmail.com perfect it's on the screen cool we'll see you next week thanks for listening thank you for being here i, I really appreciate it and we, uh, love, we love talking to you guys and those i love the emails and the stories keep them coming okay bye